isn't it interesting kind of getting into that <clears throat> with the with the mic right there? It's like getting into a car that's really small, and you're just like, <laughs> like the cars with the, seat, with the with uh, the seat belts attached to the door. Yeah, yeah. Or like or smart cars. Have you ever been in one of those? No. Those little tiny. I haven't been in one of those, but I can imagine it'd be very hard. You know what? They're more spacious than you think, but you don't feel safe in them at all. <laughs> Have you seen the crash ratings? You know what? They're actually quite good. For but, a small car. But crash ratings are relative to the vehicle that you're in, the class of vehicle that you're in. Mm-hmm. So a five-star smart car safety rating oh. means shit. You because, will still die. Because it's the only one of its kind. So it's going to have a really good rating because there's no other. Right. Unless you have a roll cage in that bitch. That's that's very true. You're going to get macked and smacked. We're live. Are we I live? Mean, we're not oh, live, shit. but. Well, all right. Well, I guess, you know, welcome to our first episode of In the Cut with Nick and Kev. With Nick and Kev. Is it Nick and Kev or is it Kevin Nick? and? Dude, I feel like Nick and Kev has a good ring to it, but also I feel weird saying that because my name is Nick. So I don't want it to come off like, yeah, this is my podcast. Because, like, honestly, this was your idea for the was name it? and stuff. I think it was a, uh, a consensus. The podcast was a consensus, but the name, ah. which was like, I was like, yo, what do you think would be a good name for the podcast? Mm. 30 seconds later, you were like, In boom. The In the cut. So, well, you know what? I feel like it, it speaks to both of us. You being a barber, me being a trainer, right? So you could be in the cut, cutting, shaping up. Yeah. And I could be in the cut. Getting cut. Cutting up. You know what I'm saying? That's so true. So it kind of goes both ways. And if you didn't know, yes, I'm a trainer and nutritionist. Nick is also a, well, a man of many trades. Um, but Do a barber. And my barber. And thank God for a good barber up here in Rochester. Because, man, to a guy, that's like one of the most important things that you get right. Right? Is your haircut. Yeah. If you have a bad haircut, you're like having a shit day. Well, at least for me anyways. Yeah. Oh, I want you to notice that uh, in the back of my of my hair I kind of did like a little bit more of a V I was going to do the hard V because remember you told me about Val doing that to my, to my hair you didn't tell me that yeah so she knows she knows what she did she knows what um, she did yeah so I kind of gave like a little bit more of that angle and I, I did the hard one and I was like you know what I see what he meant so I just kind of hit the cap off at that but <laughs> that, that's an ode to you though <laughs> you know so I can appreciate anyone who tries. Anyway, so what is our uh, show about today, you know? This is our first show. What are we doing today? Well, I, I mean, I, I don't think we should go too far into our introductions of, like, who we are. Because okay. I think over – I think as the show goes on, you'll get – you'll people will kind of – I could tell you who I am today, but, like, you might find out some more stuff through another podcast. That I think that's uh, totally natural. Right. So you got our names. Yeah. I'm Nick. He's Kevin. Yeah. And uh, you got what we what we do. You know, you know what the, f- you know what the f- <laughs> we do. You know what it is. You already know. Oh man! It's not just. It's not. See, what was the original, the original conversation that we were having when we were when I was like, mm. dude, I wish I could have a podcast where we just talk about stuff like this. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, we should have a podcast. We should have a podcast. And I was like, there are just so many point. interesting things to to talk about. Yeah, and I like you know we we spoke about the stance and like kind of like the theme of this podcast, which is in the cut. Now, in the cut really means you know away from the bullshit, mm-hmm. and also very observant. So you know like 
like you're a fly in a on the party. Wall. Right. If you're ever in a party and you, you see somebody like, you know, somebody's making out with somebody's girlfriend over there or like mm-hmm. somebody's puking in the sink or whatever, and you're just on the wall like, oh, okay, that's what we're doing now. Uh, <laughs> that is that, <laughs> that is in the cut. Right. You're not participating in the fuckery, but it is fun to watch. It's all around you. Mm. It's, it? it's a good spot to be in. Yeah. It's like people watching. Uh, mm. Basically, and, right. I, and I think a lot of our topics are kind of going to a lot of the things that we end up talking about are probably going to be very representative of that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Absolutely. Is there anything that came to mind when you're thinking about this? What, the, the podcast in general? Yeah. Um, not, not specifically. I really just enjoy, you know, I tried carrying a podcast by myself, which is, which is fun, but I like bouncing ideas off people, man. Yeah. I like, I really like having opposing views on mm. things. I like hearing other people's opinion on things. Um, I don't know. It's just more than one person. <laughs> it's always well, better. Well, lucky for you, what? I like to oppose views. Oh. Ho, ho, ho. As soon as it starts, it's over. Also, I realize <laughs> this chair is very squeaky, so I can't really move around too much. In just, just stay still and just don't move. When I laugh, I kind of have a big like... <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You just don't even move your lips when you talk. Just ventriloquist. You know? Right. That's right. it. What did you learn? What What is what's something that sticks out to you about this week? Uh, about this week. Hmm. Was it a good week? It was a good week. You know, it was a, I'll say an uneventful week. Whereas nothing particular happened other than work and life and typical boring stuff mm-hmm. um you know nothing really jumps out at me the one thing you know that that's been jumping out at me recently is the mask police yeah so i went to uh i went to go play basketball indoors and i'm not gonna say where because i don't want to blow anybody up but um i went to go play basketball indoors now there was a group of kid of young men not kids playing ball about six of them there was myself on a different court playing. Uh, and now you're required to wear a mask playing basketball, which I find absolutely asinine, you know. Yeah, that's – as a nutritionist as well. As a human being. As because, a human being. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that air is one of the things that we need to function, especially during aerobic activities. Right. Um, More than ever. So we're fine. People are walking around the track upstairs, and uh, everything's fine for about 30 – 40 minutes now two young kids come and they start playing and mind you everybody that's been playing at this point has their mask underneath their chin because you just you, you can't do that right you can't wear a mask do anything right exactly just in case you have to <laughs> anyway so not a problem for 30 40 minutes these two young kids black kids come by and all of a sudden somebody upstairs on the track who's just a you know, a guest at the facility is the mask police. And from the top, yells down, supposed to wear your mask. And I'm just looking up at him like, you are 45 feet away from us. <laughs> All right. There is absolutely great circulation of air in here, filtration of air in here. Mm-hmm. You're not scared. You're angry at this point. If you were scared, you'd be at home. You'd be outside. You'd be somewhere where people are not. But it's beyond the point of, you know, scared at this point. It's just anger. Yeah. And I found it ironic how 
took two young black boys for him to say something. Right. Like it stood out to him or right, something. Right. Right. As if me being without my mask was fine. Right. The other group of kids, which included all races, was fine. Mm-hmm. But until these two young black boys came, he had something to say. It was a problem. And it was a problem. And then shortly, a, a little while later, some very condescending worker came over and said, I'm only going to tell you guys this once, but you got to wear a mask up over your nose. Meanwhile, the same guy, when I walked in, was not wearing a mask behind the desk. Did you tell him that? No. I just looked at him deadpan with my mask down and continued to play because nobody's going to sit here and tell me not to breathe oxygen. Right. But I just find it interesting that people are so angry over this. And the same people that, before all the mask stuff, probably wouldn't have like second-guessed any of this no. Any any of this stuff. No. It's it's really annoying because the same people that you know we talked about this last week when we were kind of getting everything ready. Yeah. There's so many hypocrites out here. Yeah. It's like you're you're, you know you're you're pro uh, you know pro uh, what is it pro choice. Right. But then you want but then you want to like force people to like get vaccinations. Doesn't and, make like, sense. Put masks on. <laughs> doesn't make sense. And you know that's what that's why I'm like in the cut with this. I'm just like looking at him, be a closet or maybe not closet racist. Mm-hmm. And have an issue with these two black boys, but not anybody else. Right. And, you know, probably not looking like he wants to come up to me because I probably look more intimidating than these kids. Right. And so. Because these were like younger kids. Right. They're they're young teens, if right. if that. Like, dude, you let know? them have their childhood. Dude, let them. <laughs> why is every place turning into like, you know, not fun anymore? You know, right. like this is a place where you come to exercise. This is a place where you come to be healthy. If anybody understood anything about health, they wouldn't have no masking requirements anywhere. Right. But, you know, that's just the way it is. But I'm in the cut over here looking at him talk to these young boys. And someone went up to him after and I said, listen, man, y'all do what y'all got to do. Right. Y'all play how y'all want to play. Don't let anybody tell you anything because it's your body. Okay. And if they have a problem with it, then just leave and just take your membership back. Don't don't frequent this place. And if. At the right. end of the season, they don't have membership. They don't have things. They're going to suffer and talk with our dollars. We have the power to do that. You know? But, you know, that was my that was my uh, rant for right. this week because I'm just not – I'm not with that whole people policing other people. I, I don't like that. Let everybody live their lives. You right, know? like who are you? <laughs> like where, where do these guys come <laughs> from, man? Like hall monitors, you know? Right, and who, who – I don't know. I, I also wonder on the opposing side, like what – what is it like to be that person? You know, I don't think that those people are necessarily mm. bad people, but what is it what are they thinking when they wake up in the morning? Are they like so dead focused on just are they like, man, let's see how many people I can I think you know like, what it comes down to? People like that I think are mindless doers. Right? Where they have their kind of like routine yeah. that they do. They get up, they're like, "All right, it's time to go out and do the chores it's time to do and they just go about their routine but they don't really stop to have conscious thought very very often they let other they're easily influenced yeah i think so because they i mean a lot of them sound like i mean when you like turn on the news or when you would turn on the news like five six months ago or even more it's like put your mask on you're gonna save lives put your mask on save lives You, you look at the billboards or the you know the the digital billboards on the expressway mannequins have masks on yeah dude it's like but people look at that and they're like oh i guess i should and then when they see people that 
are, are, are making free, you know, using free will to make their own yeah. choices. They're like, oh, what? Right. You can't do that. Right. Right. This reminds me. So I'm going to get nerdy on this podcast. Let's do it. Because that's just who I am. This reminds me of the Ashes experiment. Ash experiment. Excuse me. Whereas there was a group of people that were in on this experiment and then one sus- unsuspecting guy. Mm-hmm. Basically, they put him in a room and they had all the people that were in on it give wrong answers to questions on purpose mm-hmm. and see if they can sway the one guy to kind of give wrong answers. Right. Knowing that the right answer was a different answer. Mm-hmm. And that every he, time. He could have maybe provided. Right. And every time it ended with the person acquiescing to the group. Which is interesting. So, like, let's mm. just say, like, two plus two equals four. The group would be like, two plus two equals five. And everybody would be like, yeah, yeah, five, five, five. And then he'd be like, shit, am I wrong? You start to get, you second guess yourself right. and gaslight yourself, right? Yeah. And you're just like, oh, damn. Am I wrong here? And every time people acquiesce to the group. Wow. But yeah. what did you say? You were saying, like, wait, what did you say? You said something about, like, humans were, like, very. Yeah. Like we'll do that. Yeah, we'll it's, do that. It's not hard. Like I, w- I could sit here and say like, oh, that that would never happen to me. But maybe my threshold is just a little higher. Yeah, maybe it would take a lot more to influence me. Maybe I think <laughs> but, we're all susceptible to it. And I think you nailed it. Like a different degree yeah. to everybody. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's with. Uh, I was talking to Val the other day about. Like I was, I've been made fun of since I was like younger for having like a low pain tolerance. Like, oh, stop being such a pussy, you know. I'm like, dude, I'm not. Like, my body just tells me, like, dude, that hurts. Right. You know, I have a super low pain tolerance, yeah. whereas Val has a super high pain tolerance. Right. You know, and I don't know. I don't know if that has anything to do with what we were talking about, <laughs> but should we test it out? Should we <laughs> <laughs> put your hand here? Slap. No. Ah oh, man. So what do you want to talk about? What about your week? How's your week been? It's been pretty good. Um. Gosh, I'm trying to think because I had some I had some things the other day I was thinking about. I just didn't write them down. Yeah. Because, you know, that's what happens. I got plenty just in case. You know. I do, please. I please got, interject. I plenty. I need something to, I need something to, uh, to flow off of today. Anything pop out to you, though? Uh, just for the week? Yeah. Not really. Um, gosh. What? I think my week is pretty similar to yours. Like nothing, nothing extravagant yeah. happened. Uh, mixed emotions. Okay. I mean, it was a good week. It was a good week. I felt like good. I was semi-productive. I was able to kind of take a day off to get my stuff together. You know, figure figure some things out, get some things organized. That way, I could, you know, confidently come in and do this podcast. Cool. I like that. You know. You know, it's like a no settled. news is good news type of week. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I have a list of topics. Let's dive in. Let's do it. So we already went over the name of the show and kind of why it's called In the Cut. Yeah. But is it with Nick and Kev or is it with Kev and Nick? You know, if you do Kev and Nick, it sounds sounds like like Kevin. Right. Exactly. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's the right way. People are like, wait, is it Kev? Wait, is it one person? Like Kevin Nick? Inick? Is your name Inick? Right. Right. That'd be sick, it's though. confusing. Yeah. Let's do Nick and Kev because I right. feel like phonetically that makes sense. We do like parentheses like Nick and Kev, but also Kevin Nick. Kevin Nick. <laughs> Might be a little redundant, but got to be it. inclusive. All right. All right. Oh, this is a good one. This is a question I have for you. 
Why do people think it's okay to let their dogs kiss them on the mouth? Ooh. This is, this is something we need to explore. I let this happen, man. What do you mean you let you, – you're in this party. I'm in this party. You let the dog kiss you on the mouth. Yeah. Tell me why, please. Um, I, I think it really stems from I don't really get – I don't get grossed out by things. Okay. And it, to me, it's not gross. Okay. It's like – So recycled butthole is not gross to you. <laughs> when you put it like that, you know what? This, this right. opens up a whole slew of other questions now that I have for you. But let me let me hear this. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I think it's. I've always grown up when I when I've had dogs when I was younger. That that's what would would happen. Mm. And I, my dogs are like my kids. It sounds kind of weird, but like yes, I love my dogs. Like I love my dogs, and I have like a cool connection with them, and they just lick my face. I don't know; they're excited to see me. So, I let them wait, lick my wait. Face. There's a difference between <laughs> face and mouth. Oh, like lick my mouth. Lick your mouth. No. Okay. No. See, we we're gonna have a real heart to heart after this Ooh. if that was a, a thing. Yeah. You mean like licking your like, like, and they're kissing your, your mouth. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't like open my mouth and be like, yeah, like, I have a chip in there. <laughs> but yeah, I let my dogs lick my face. Okay. Step away. Yeah. I, I, I get that. It's a little bit different of a story. But there are people out there that really be letting their dog all up in their mouth. Yeah. That's – I think that's weird. That's a little – it's a little far-fetched. You know? And it's not like dogs are going home or – they're already home, right? They're <laughs> Let's face home. it. They're not going into their little bed and being like, you know what? It's time to brush for the night. I'm going to brush all this butthole off my teeth. They're brushing butthole with butthole. Right. So it's just like a butthole cascade. Yeah. You know? It's levels and layers to butthole. <laughs> it's like oldest butthole at the bottom, right? It's like sedimentary rock, right? Right. It's like oldest butthole. Carbon date that butthole, that's from a fucking infancy. It's a long time then ago. you go and it's just newer butthole on top. Maybe some vagine, maybe some, some red rocket. It's like a whole fucking maybe another dog's genital sandwich in their mouth. Yeah, maybe another dog's butt. Who knows? I'm not with that, man. No, that's gross. I've seen people do that in person, and I get grossed out. What do you like? Okay, so because like when I go home, like I'll I'll like kneel down and like kiss my dogs. Like my dogs will like lick my face. Sometimes mm -hmm. that tongue just penetrates, dude. I'm not saying I'm proud of it, but what do you do? Take it back, you know? It's too late at that point. I got a six-pound dog. I mean, her tongue is like, you know? Right. She's like licking and something. I'm like, oh, God. You know, I wipe it off. Right. Like an American, but I'm not stewing about it. Listen, you know, <laughs> I guess every so often if you get a little mm, in there, just a br just brush. Just just get it out. But, a little mouthwash. You know, I find that weird. Like why, what makes you want to make out with your dog basically is, I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. I'm not with that life, and for that reason, I am out. That's a good topic. I just, you know, I was thinking about that. I was like, you know, what were you doing when you thought of that topic? It was one of those that randomly popped into my head. Like I was, I was sitting here, and I was it. like, oh, what, are, what are some topics that we could get into? And I was like, damn, dog butthole. It's messed up. It is. It is messed it's up. It's messed up. All right. Here's a good one. Here's a good one. Now, 
maybe not as obscure. Oh, we have an audience outside. It's always good to have an audience. We're closed, guys. We're, uh, we're closed. We should tell the people we're we're on a we're on like a busy street in Rochester. Yes. I don't want to give the location, but we're on a busy street in Rochester. The location's gonna get out. We're looking out the window. There's four windows. Are we doing I spy? <laughs> <laughs> I spy with my little eye. There's a homeless a few, guy shitting uh, on a corner. A few people taking a dump. But uh, but yeah, we people walk by. Yeah. Where we're at, uh, all hours of the night. Yeah. Doing nefarious things. I'm sure we'll have a couple of uh, fun stories during this podcast. Yeah, like you, you just hear somebody like knocking on the door. Hopefully with their hands, not their genitals. <laughs> um, yeah. Hopefully. All right. Question. Or not question. Topic. The rat race, man. Why the? Why are we doing this to ourselves, man? You know, it's like, I'm sure you as a young entrepreneur can relate. The amount of hours we put in to build a business or to work a job or whatever you're doing. No, no shade on anybody doing anything. Mm-hmm. But it's just so much time that we put into working in life, right? Yeah, and for what? And, you know, like 90% of people on their deathbed always regret working so much. You know, do we not learn from these these elders that kind of give us the key? It's like, uh, I agree. This is something something I think about often. Um, Love to hear your two cents. I don't know why we do it. Uh, There's a... There's a constant feeling if I if I there's a constant feeling of like like you have to be working towards something. But if somebody were to ask you today, what are you working towards? Mm. What is it that you are working towards? Mm. It's really hard to put your finger on it because you know, if I could, if I could if someone asked me that, I would just say like I I want to be comfortable. I want to be making, you know, a, a a one steady amount of money. That allows me to pay all my bills and allows me to do other things that I enjoy. Yeah. But when you really get down to the nitty gritty, there's more to it than that. There's, mm. I feel like there's like, um, it's built into us that we're working towards something. Okay. Maybe, maybe in the deep, deep rooted part of our mind or soul, we know that our time is limited here. Right. So we're like, we can't, we can't slow down, mm. you know? So where do you think that comes from that? Like, that feeling of pushing forward. What what do you think that stems from in human nature? Uh, well, okay. So with human nature, I think it would, I think if we use, um, I guess what, what I know about, you know, hu- where humans came from and how we evolved. I mean, there was a time, there was a time and place where we never really made one piece of land or one area like our home. Mm. At one point in time, we were, mo- we just kept it moving. We would harvest and, and, and utilize the resources in that area, and then we would keep it moving. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's because back then maybe they knew that if they stayed somewhere too long that it'd be dangerous or something. Mm. But they were back then; they were physically moving all the time. Right. So I don't know. Maybe that's something that's part of our human nature, where we we just feel like we got to keep it moving. I think to touch on what you're saying is, you know, we followed tribe we, we followed the the animals basically yeah we followed you know in like america here they, they followed the bison and the, and the buffalo like the here. migration right exactly mm-hmm. so they kind of were close to a, a source of food mm-hmm. um 
but I definitely agree with you, and I think that inherently humans want to work. They want to do work, do yeah. like late, not even necessarily like what we're talking about. We're working here, like doing a job a nine to five, but we want to be productive, right? We want to feel like we're building something. I feel like yeah. life itself is creation, right? And so, if we are a manifestation of life, it's only natural that we want to create and to build, right? And I think that we have a sense of pride in our accomplishments, and that's why we we drive to do things. But I, I think I like what you said is like. If you ask somebody, what are they working toward? You know, I think the constant theme there is freedom. Right? Freedom yeah. to kind of live as you choose. Yeah, not have, not be dictated. Right. Not, dictated. Not, not to be under the thumb of somebody else and say, well, you have to do this. You have to be this way. You have to make this money. You have to do whatever I, I say for you to do. Right. Otherwise, you can't function and live in society. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. You know, it's like everybody wants to be able to travel when they want to go do the things that they enjoy, to not have to worry about food and shelter and all the basic necessities, you know. Mm -hmm. But do we have to do it the way that we're doing it? Probably right? not. You know, probably not. There's probably a more productive way to do it. I think I think we've kind of become comfortable in a in our in the way that we do things, our cycle, but I don't think it has to be this way. I think mm. it would be difficult to change it, but I mean, look at just through COVID, how many things changed. Yeah. I mean, within, within like, it almost seemed like overnight of, you know, the United States realizing that COVID was like a real thing or what have you. Like companies ha were setting it up. They had freaking the glass screen set up in their business. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like it was so quick and overnight. Yeah. A lot of menus now are used by or on QR codes. Right. Digital. Um, we literally have transformed uh, some of the fabric of our the way that we're used been used to living. You're right. So, I think we could definitely if we said, you know, what, we're not going to have a five day work week. We're going to have a four day work week. Right. I think it could happen. You see how fast that happened. That that speaks to how rapidly we can change. Oh yeah. Yeah. We had to. If we want, yeah. We had no, we don't, there's no immediate danger to us not changing to a four-day work week. Right. There's long-term right. danger. But, you know, again, yeah. ask somebody what their 10-year plan is. It's crazy. It's crazy. We all want the same things. We just want love and freedom. Yeah. That's it. We all want the same thing, but for some reason we are, like, so judgmental. Mm. I do it, man. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. Ah, look at that fucking person. But you know what? I'll say this. I'll speak to judgment on, on, on this. Is There's a level of judgment that is absolutely necessary. And then there's a level of judgment that goes beyond. And now you're, you're injecting your own opinions about your, you know, your perception on somebody. Mm -hmm. But I'll be honest with you. It, you need judgment on people. You know, there's a difference between, and I hate to... to um, come off a certain way but it, it is real there's a difference with a gentleman doesn't matter his race walking to you in a suit a nice suit and there's a difference between somebody with their pants sagging and just clothes all over you're going to judge them differently you're going to feel differently about that right and it, it is the perception of that now that guy in the suit could come out and you know pull a firearm and give you uh you know give you a shock right the other guy could help you on the side of the road and give you a shock right but I think at some level it's important to have that that discernment, I would say. You know? Yeah. 
but you have you have to judge yeah because it could be life or death in certain situations yeah absolutely but you know what i, I think you're right it, our society has gotten really out of hand with that you know and okay maybe you have your preconceived notion at first but why don't you wait to see how that interaction unfolds before you right you know put your judgment on that person yeah that, it seems like a work in progress yeah. um you know that's probably one of the things that i have often said like i want to you know work on and, and change about myself is mm. being judgmental and stuff because man more than more than uh you know more than i can count on my hands i've had interactions where someone walks in and maybe maybe like right off the bat i'm like almost felt like if i were to interact with this person it might waste my time mm. um for various reasons and i end up having a good conversation with with people like that mm. and then i'm like man I, I really right after the moment i'm like man i can't believe i judged that person yeah. and vice versa yeah people who i you know there's uh i'm not gonna say his name but there's a gentleman uh even a even a woman that i helped out from from school that were on hard times and I totally fell for it, man, and I got suckered. <laughs> I got suckered. So it's like the sometimes the bad people get the good respect, and sometimes the the good people get the <laughs> yeah get no respect. Right. So. Right. I think we all do it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I think it's you know part of human nature. Yeah. Dude, I I watched a. I feel good about putting this out there. <laughs> I watched I watched a YouTube video a couple weeks ago. Um, that had come up and it was, uh, it was the, the main image was like a black guy with, um, I, I don't know what you, what you call it, but his hair, the way his hair was styled, he had like, they weren't, they weren't dreadlocks, they weren't braids or anything, but they were kind of like what, <clears throat> what the, um, the artist, the weekend used to do with his hair. Okay. It was real big and stuff like that. Yeah. And so it was a, it was a, guy, a black guy with that hair, piercings and everything, and these like gold glasses and holding some firearms. Mm. Immediately, my mind was like, "This I'm probably about to watch like a rap video, you know." Mm. And I play the video anyways because it was I was like, "I have to," you know. Right. And it's an ex-marine who loves guns. Um, super smart about super smart about everything with guns. I think the video was about how to properly carry on like an airplane or something like that. And after watching the video, I just felt myself being like, man, I wish I didn't judge this guy. Yeah. And to kind of put it out into the ether, I like left a comment and I was like, man, totally prejudged this guy. Like very, like super glad I watched the video right. and have a different perspective. Dude, people were ripping me apart online. Yeah. What were they saying? They were like, it, it is almost like I, it is almost like I never, it's almost like my prejudgment was a comment. Right. And they were reacting to that. They weren't reacting to the fact that I was being honest about how I preconceived, you know, my preconceived right, notion. Right. Well, the Internet's a fucking dangerous place for that, man. <laughs> you can yeah. say, like, man, I love this guy. And you're just going to have a slew of con – like, people just will do anything on social media. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I've learned. It doesn't matter what it you say. It was rough. <laughs> you know, 90% of the time that will lead me to not leave a comment on something because I'm right. just like – Am I going to have 94 notifications later of ignorant people <laughs> that have no idea what's going on? It happens already with right. you know social media. It's just, are you going to open up a can of worms now just by commenting? Which is a sad state of affair. But, you know, right? it is what it is. That wouldn't happen in real life, though. You know, 
take oh, no. the same situation in real life and no. I was like talking to a bud like man I really thought this guy and that right. nobody's gonna jump down your throat no maybe Ke- they'll keyboard think warriors it, but... that's what they are you know it's people that that feel confident behind the keyboard right right will never say anything to your face people who maybe felt the same exact way but were like man fuck this guy right <laughs> now I'm reading it now I'm judging the judgment right but I can't believe that you would yeah, I actually had to take the comment down because it, it is becoming to a point where I was getting notifications and it was like it was like taking apart like little things like that. Right. Getting me kind of diving deep into caring what people think about what I said. Right. Um, could totally like change my day. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm. Yes. I understand. I don't know. Just like small. It happens. Have you ever had an interaction that made you made me upset? Uh, yeah, that, or, or just, oh, um, yeah, cause it doesn't have to always be, <laughs> I've had interactions where I'm like, my day is, inf- is like, is way better. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like or, you're, okay. you're having changed a, my day, at changed all. your day. You just made, mm. wow, man, like the rest of the day just looks so weird right now, <sighs> man. Well, I'll say this. I've definitely had interactions that changed my day for the better. Right. And I feel mm-hmm. like I personally, I take, um, I take things more personally when they're positive. Mm-hmm. than when they're negative wow which is also not right in my opinion I, so i don't know if you are familiar with the book the four agreements but the fourth agreement no. i think i think it's the fourth maybe the third i don't remember um is never take anything personally but it also talks about taking positive things personally because it's a stroke to your ego right oh, okay if that makes sense right? is it is it like you enjoy it because it like Feeds. if I'm like Nick, man, you know those glasses are fucking awesome. Like you're the coolest dude because you have those glasses. I right. fucking love you because of those glasses. And then you're like, fuck yeah, man. You get all this, you know, this ego stroke going on. Right. You know. So in the sense, it talks about that. But I will say that I'm way more susceptible to positive uh, feedback, stroking my ego, than I am to somebody that I don't know saying something negative about me. I'm just like, wow. Don't know him. Don't care. Um, never gonna see you again. Right, never saw you in the first place. So. Wow, that's um, awesome. But I will say the thing that irks me. This is also on my list. Are people that give their opinion, a, without being asked. Ooh. Don't do that. Don't do that. We could chat, but I don't. I don't care about your opinion unless I fucking ask for it. B, right? So that that's A or one. Oh. One or A, I don't remember. One A. One A. <laughs> B. Two B. I feel like I'm filling out a scantron. Right I know, now. right? Um, would be people that comment on things they know nothing about and give their opinion. This has happened to me recently, and uh, I'll tell you what it was over. So, all right couple of months ago maybe last year there was a uh like a netflix original on called cuties do you remember this oh no do you remember this yeah i didn't okay see it, but... so it was like sexualizing young girls yeah horrible horrible thing to do i can't believe netflix put this out terrible thing stayed on netflix for the forever now people that had a, a problem with sexualizing young adolescent girls 
obviously chimed in, which is the right thing to do. We shouldn't be sexualizing our children in any way. We shouldn't be teaching them sex, anything like that. Let's just let them be kids. Right. When they get to be old enough, then it's time. My opinion. So they released that that movie. A couple weeks ago, Dave Chappelle released The Closer. Mm-hmm. Okay, talking about, you know, trans people, LGBTQ, whatever. And Dave Chappelle's obviously a comedian. There was a lot of backlash over him using these jokes, even though almost every special that he's ever put out has included these jokes, right? Yeah, the last major ones. The last major ones, yeah. absolutely. And so I put on it. I put up something that said uh, it's ironic how there are people can- trying to cancel Dave Chappelle and not cuties, and you see the state of the world, right? right. Like we're just so. Somebody chimed in, and they gave their opinion on how comedy is typically uh, walks that line, and how it's ridiculous that you know people are trying to cancel Dave Chappelle over this, and made no mention about cuties or the actual reference that I'm putting out there. And he's just going in on. Were they agreeing with you? They. It wasn't necessarily an agreement. It didn't have anything to do with what I posted other than the fact of Dave Chappelle trying to be canceled. So it's like he took like one part of that and tried to make it his point to try to convince maybe me that comedy is, you know, inherently, um, sh- you know, shocking, has shock value to it. Right. In a bad way? No, not not in that way. He just found it ridiculous that they were trying to cancel Dave Chappelle and that comedy is this way. Right. And I was like, hey, bud, like, you completely missed the point of what I was saying. Like, obviously, we know right. that comedy is like this since the era of, you know, the beginning of comedy. I mean, you know, see Richard Pryor, fucking George Carlin, everybody. And I said, you missed the point here. And he kept going in about it. And I was like, yeah, the point of this is that the state of this country is that we care more about the LGBTQ community and offending them than we do protecting our kids. Right. And that is a big issue, in my opinion. Don't get me wrong. Everybody deserves to feel good and deserves to live their life in peace and harmony. I don't care what your belief is, what you practice, what your sexual orientation is. It's honestly none of my business, and it's none of anybody's business. Right. But at the end of the day, people chime in about things that they have no idea about. And I, and I just told this guy, I was like, listen, man, A, I didn't ask for your opinion on comedy. B, you're missing the point of this. And see, you obviously know nothing about cuties. He said, oh, no, yeah, I didn't know anything about that. That's why I didn't even. So before yeah. you message me about something, why don't you look it up? Why don't you see what I'm talking just about? Just being a little bit informed. Being informed or just, yeah, or just if you're going to have a conversation. That's like me being like, hey, Nick, mm-hmm. let me t- teach you a thing or two about uh, barbering. Okay. And you're just like, okay, dog. All right, but do you but do you know <laughs> these te- techniques? Do you know how to do that? Do you know how to hold a straight razor? Do you know, like, if I don't come educated enough, I'm not gonna tell you what to think. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna learn anything. Right, right. I'm not gonna learn anything, and it's gonna be a almost like a moot conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, I have issue with that. That is that's where I get caught up in social media, where people are like, "Hey, <laughs> let me tell you about this thing that I know nothing about." And I'm just shaking my head. And, like, I'll say 90% of the time I just let it rock. 
you're like, man, why did I even waste waste my time? You know, when you when you get into the when you get into that and you and like people start like responding to like something you said, mm. even if you post it on something that someone else's thing and then someone comes back at you it's like shit like that is like, My God, like I didn't mean for all this to happen. Right. Like I was just trying to put my shit out there. Right. That, I see why you deleted your comment. Yeah. That makes sense. I go back and forth with like deleting like I, I deleted my Facebook like three times before. <laughs> just because it got heated, man. Like yeah. I had family members threatening me because of like political views. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, crazy now. Tell me yo, about that. You really want to hear it? I do. I do. I'm very interested in this. This, I mean, in the heat of things, um, so I have, uh, I'm trying to think where, where to begin with this. So over the over this past summer, mm-hmm. I went to, uh, I had a family vacation that my family takes every year um, for the last 20 years or so. Wow. Or longer. Sweet. Um Anyways, I have a cousin who wasn't able to make it, and she typically doesn't come to family events, really, uh, for whatever reason. But she sent one of her kids, and okay. uh, her kid had pretty long hair. So my, my aunt, who was chaperoning him, was like, hey, he needs a haircut. I'm like, I'm a barber, <laughs> and I have my stuff with me. So I'm, like, all about it. I'm like, yeah, just let me know what kind of haircut you want, whatever. They reach out to my cousin. She's all cool about it. Then... My cousin calls back and is like, um, her husband is in the background and he's like, I don't want that I don't want Nick touching my kid's hair. He's a Republican. So your political views <laughs> I mean, dictated whether or not you were suitable to cut their hair. To cut their hair. Yeah. And, which is ridiculous. Okay. Um since then not that it really matters, but since then I've I've learned a little bit more and and I don't really consider myself a Republican by any means. Right. Um but anyways, because I'm a witty asshole, right. I Venmoed my cousin's husband. And on on Venmo you can send uh invoices. Okay. <laughs> so I sent him an invoice yeah. for twenty dollars. Yeah. For a Republican haircut. What was the response? <laughs> That's when I got threatened. Oh, okay. My cousin was like you better not ever come to Philadelphia. Your I cousin fuck, said this. My cousin said this. I fucking know people. Um, she's like at the at the time, like I had my my address to the barbershop I was working at. She goes, I know. She sent me a screenshot of like where I worked. I'm like, yeah, it's on my Instagram. She's like, I know where you work. So like for a minute, I was like, this girl could be crazy enough to come all the way here. Is but she? She's crazy enough, but she's too lazy to do it <laughs> also it, it uh, also uh it's i'm not concerned about it but it's just amazing that mm. like just just uh i mean when i was when i was little when i was like 10 years old and i was around this cousin and i was around my family and stuff i didn't know anything about politics right the only thing i knew is i enjoyed being around my family that's right. what we had in common and now that i'm a little bit older and and, and have my my own two cents about things um, that I, I really don't speak on often because it's too divisive. Right. You and I met on terms that had nothing to do with politics, right. regardless of where we stand on it. Um, and it was just really upsetting that like that's like the climate that we're in. Yeah. You know. I it's agree. Stupid. It is stupid. So stupid. You know. Would you say that you're like a practicing Republican, or you just lean a little bit more to those values? I think I lean a little bit more to those values, and uh, and I think. 
I think the actions that I experienced. See, when I got into politics, it was in a very divisive time. Which was? I mean, like, right. I didn't vote for. The first time I voted was the second. Was this last election? Okay. Um, I didn't vote before that. I was just. I had friends that just happened to be Republicans. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about it. Um. But so I got in at a time where it was like, oh my god, like a a freaking TV star is running our country right now. Right. It was very. It was a very weird time, and I was also like, this is strange. Let's see how. <laughs> see how this works out. I think a lot of people had that sentiment, right? Yeah. Even if you. Even if you believed that he he could do a good job um there was still kind of like it was still kind of weird yeah that this was happening yeah you know a lot of my family lifelong democrats flipped just to be like hey you know what we've had a lifelong you know a lifetime of politicians let's try this fucking reality star out you know what could be what could be the worst thing right. that could happen right but but to your point um yeah. or to your question i'm i'm not really a practicing there's some things uh so at that time, it seemed like the the actions of the de- of the Democrats, um, not necessarily like people on like our level, but just like the higher ups, sure. it was really turning me off to even consider being a Democrat. But since then, I think uh, my buddy was t- telling me like more about like what a libertarian is, right? And that seems a little bit more because there's some Republicans that are really extreme too, right? That is just like it's embarrassing for me, right? To hear things that they say or. Or, or act that well, way. Well, it's a little bit ridiculous to say, oh, a Republican, and then think about the extreme, right? It's the same thing to say, like, oh, uh, a Chinese person, and you think about the extreme. Like, there are people all over the spectrum right. when it comes to these things. Right. You know, it's, you know you're not going to sit here and, and make a stereotype about, or I hope you don't, about Asian people. It's the same way you shouldn't stereotype Republicans, Democrats, or whatever. You should really right. know the person and their values and their character. And not them as a whole group. Right. I agree. Yeah. Imagine imagine uh, one person having a bad experience with a nutritionist. Right. And then just being like, all nutritionists are bad. Happens. Of course. Happens. Way more than it doesn't. Right. But you know what? I'll say this, man. You know, I'm glad that you got to experience that only for the reasons of waking you up to, or maybe not, maybe it didn't wake you up, but also shedding light on damn it could be your family yeah this this that's also happened to me where my family has stepped in and, and done some crazy stuff over politics and i'm just like hey let's cut all this out this, this doesn't need to happen right you know you but, see a very uh, interesting side to your family <laughs> yeah it's crazy but do you know yeah, you yo. you are in the um most like hated group of men or of people in america right Straight, white, Republican, male. Yeah. You're basically a terrorist. Uh, yeah. Should we switch beards? <laughs> Dude, it would look wild on this face, though. By the way, what do you think of that, this uh, fade? You, I did it up, huh? I'm a little jealous. Yeah. I'm a little jealous. I was like, you know, I have to look all right for this camera. I was going to come in looking like Wooly Mammoth, and I was like, yeah, probably not the best. Okay. No, it's it's good. You like it? It's You did it yourself? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. That's good. Mach 3 and a fucking $20 Target Clipper, but that's it. Wow. Mach 3, like five, like five blade? I think it's four, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think that's impressive. Blade. Thank you. I almost considered having like a class where I would like get some of my clients to come in who have beards and teach them how to like make that line at home. Hmm. It's just, you know what it is, man? 
this quarantine period really honed the skills. Like I've I've always touched yeah. myself up and lined myself up. You what? Both. <laughs> Whatever you're thinking, both. Okay. Yeah, I've always touched myself that. up, and I don't you know, do that. I don't touch myself. You know when you got. <laughs> I don't need to. You know when you walk in the bathroom, the lotion is just like. Straight dry. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Straight dry. (laughs) Sandpaper. Um, No, but, uh, you know, I think that's one of the the silver linings of quarantine is, like, you had to uh, really sharpen your skills. Yeah. In a lot of areas. Because if you didn't, you were just looking like a fucking bum. Which happened. And feeling like crap. You know, a lot of people I feel like felt like Tom Hanks in Castaway. Yeah. And they were just like trying to get off the fucking island. And they couldn't do it. There was no Wilson. A lot of volleyballs purchased during quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, let's talk about another issue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it probably wasn't so much volleyballs. It was probably, you know, all these uh, fucking animals on Craigslist I see that people want to give away. <laughs> no. People giving away animals on Craigslist? Yeah, like, so, like, during quarantine, these people that had nothing else to do. They got pets. They got pets. And then, now that they have to actually work. They gotta get rid of them. Dude, I can't tell you how much it breaks my heart to see posts on, on, uh, on Instagram, or, I'm sorry, on Craigslist that are like, three-year-old dog, sweet dog, no problems, best dog ever, need, needs a new home. I'm like, why? They'll be yeah. like, oh, where we're moving doesn't accept our dogs. I don't know, but I think of my dogs as like kids. Yeah. So if they're not going to accept my 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 kids, yeah. Then I'm not going to move there. Not moving it. Oh, dude, that that fucking I that breaks my heart so much. Yeah, I know. Innocent little animal. It speaks to the type of the person. Yeah, it in, does. In my opinion, you should be responsible for your for your animals. Right. You you wouldn't do that to your kid. Some people would. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, just leave them. I don't know. That's that just, and and that happened a lot because people were getting new puppies. Um, you know, they got that stimmy check. They got a yeah. twelve hundred. Yeah, and they were getting that extra six hundred. Bam, New Yorkie. Right, <laughs> right. Because you know that's what you're getting for twelve hundred, right? Yeah. Just about. Yeah, I got one for free. You still have it? Yeah. Okay. She's like fourteen. Okay. Wow. She's old. Wow. She's real old. It's ripe. <laughs> Yo. It's overripe. That's a dog you don't want like in your mouth. No. 14 years of crusty butthole. Oh, God. It's terrible. Probably some other shit got in there. In yeah. Years. She's got like no teeth. All her teeth are coming out because of her breed. That's what they do. Is it the breed? Yeah. Or does the butthole speed up the decomposition? <laughs> My other dogs have pretty decent teeth. I don't know. Are they 14? They're not fourteen. Oh. We, I gotta. Yeah. I, next time I meet a scientist, I'm gonna be like, you know what? I have a good experiment for you. Something yeah. that would probably last the next five, ten years. We should research, and we should get funding for this too. Yeah. We should research what the long term effect of asshole licking for dogs is. Get yeah. to the bottom of that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. They'll probably give a grant to it because you know they'll they'll pretty much fund anything now. Then that's true. Like, Ex- huh, yeah. Except things that. that are like really beneficial to human race, you know. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah, How long they've been researching cancer? You know what starts cancer? Uh, you know what? They know everything pretty much surrounding cancer except how to cure it. 
Yeah. Go figure. Does it seem too? Does it seem obvious? Because it seems it seems heartless because people at this point lost to me. If you believe that we can't cure everything, you're ignorant. Right. Because we have every other technology imaginable. We have fucking stealth bombers, like shit that can't be detected by radar. We have like. We things that can seed clouds and make rain. Mm-hmm. We have devices that can create or stop earthquakes. Like yeah, there are. I mean, we can shoot meteors out of the sky before they hit our but planet. We, but even though we know what causes cancer, we can't avoid it. Right. But that's how you know the system is rigged, right? Mm-hmm. That's how you know. Yeah, that's it, it's almost disappointing to to know that information because you you know you don't know but you know it's just you don't need to even it it goes without saying like you Mm. know that some shit is just i remember it's gonna sound really stupid of me to say but i like i never knew about cancer until i was like i don't know man i was like 11 or 12 years old Mm. i went to um where was i i was at the uh Syracuse, like a state fair, mm. and we were they have like booths and stuff set up. And I remember there was this booth that was like raising money for like cancer awareness. Mm. I mean, mind you, I'm 30 now, so this was what 28 yeah. years ago, right? Um, I mean, come on, <laughs> it was big, it was big back then. It should be we should have this shit figured out. Your math's a bit off, but yes, what did I say? You said 28 years ago. I meant uh, 18 years ago. Sorry. <laughs> when I was two. I'm 40. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's too obvious. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Same with AIDS. Yeah. AIDS is like, they're like, yeah, we got a pill now. So, so <laughs> man, if you look into the history of these things, you're going to go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. You're going to go down a rabbit hole. So, we I don't know. It. Should should we go down this rabbit hole or should we say this for? No, I don't think we should. This is a deep rabbit hole. It goes, yeah. it goes really deep. Yeah. It also includes uh, Tony Fauci who is um, currently under scrutiny. <laughs> um, Tony Fauci. I can't stand that guy. That's uh yeah. That's a tough one. Oh, yeah. I also hate to add to your list. Yeah. Um because it's kind of like the type of I don't know. I dislike when people say that somebody is correct just because they have a degree oh that's a big one that's a big one i think i don't think it's black and white yeah but to assume that somebody is ultimately more qualified just because they have a degree i think that's i don't think that's right that's not to say that i'm qualified there you know that's very funny that you say that in the beginning of this pandemic so I just want to put my stance out there because I'm not politically correct and I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about. Right. I'm totally anti-mask. I'm totally anti all this shit. Just my stance. I don't care if anybody else believes it or not. Whatever. That's my stance. Going out but with a bang. First episode. I know. <laughs> so. I don't think that's too hard of a stance though. Uh, I mean, you know, it is what it is, man. Uh, you know, that's just my belief. Just like, you know, I might believe in aliens or something like that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, first off, I think aliens do exist. They have to. I might be one of them. But um, possible. <laughs> in the beginning of this <laughs> pandemic, I got into it with one of my one of the people I used to go to, to high school with, and she ended up becoming a doctor. She's very smart. And I was going on and on about the mask. And 
whatever. And she was like, it doesn't block your airflow. And so I posted several videos of people with O2 monitors underneath the mask. Mm -hmm. And they would beep whenever you get into a dangerous level. And they would put it into their mask and it would beep almost immediately, showing that the recycled carbon dioxide is in too high of a concentration within the mask. And so that's dangerous, right? Obviously, CO2 is your waste product. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get it out. Can I ask a dumb question? Sure. Um, so those things are O2 monitors, right? Right. Or sensors. Do they, are they, they're not really sensing the O2 as they're yes, sensing the right. amount of CO2? I, I, I misspoke. You're correct. I was just, no, you didn't no. misspeak. I was just wondering if that's how that works. It, it is, but I did misspeak. So, well, the O2 monitor will, will usually uh, monitor oxygen saturation within your blood. But mm. the but the monitors I'm speaking of are CO2 monitors and uh, carbon monoxide monitors, and they're used in you know uh, work sites and things like that. Right. They're OSHA regulated, um, you know. And so I showed a bunch of videos, different devices, probably about a dozen of these, um, and it clearly showed that when you wear this mask, it doesn't matter what type of it doesn't matter which type, it is collecting certain waste products and that you should be excreting. And so she went on to say. I'm a doctor. Oh, no. I know, and I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. At this point, everything was really respectful and fine. We were just debating. She was like, I'm a doctor. I think I would know. What's with the condescending ego? Right. <laughs> like, okay, you're a doctor. That's great. You know everything there is to know about the human body? Right. Doubt it. Or are you in the... Or, or, or are you in a practice because right. you're – as a doctor, you're constantly right. practicing because you don't know everything. Right. right. And what you thought you knew five years ago. Not to mention, you know, allopathic medicine does not cover much of this stuff. They right. de- certainly don't cover nutrition. They certainly right. don't cover it, – it, it, a lot of it is geared toward symptom treatment and not actually curing what's going on not saying that they don't do that right there's definitely a time and a place for for allopathic medicine but just to go on and say that this isn't the case and and her rebuttal is you know surgeons wear masks masks for you know surgeries if that was a problem then you know there would be a problem there and i kindly referred her to dozens of studies Mm -hmm. prior to this that talk about surgeons in the or and how masks have contributed to headaches, mm-hmm. um, less oxygen efficiency, brain fog, fatigue, all these different things. But she be- wasn't a huge fan. No, she <laughs> she wasn't a huge fan. But you know, it just speaks to her like to 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 say, "I am a doctor. I know this." Right. And it's like, man, if you were a doctor that knew everything, shit, you'd be world famous. You'd right. be world. Everybody would come to you. You'd, people would worship you. Right. Dr. Fauci would worship you. Dude, pretty much. But, you know, it's just funny that people that without degrees and common sense and eyes to experience things and, and to see that this is obviously happening. Right. Have a little bit of traction against some people like this. When, now, when have you experienced this as far as somebody professional? Like saying that? Yeah, or just, you know. Oh, um, I mean, I think I've witnessed it a lot on, like, on social media, mm. you know, where people are like, 
you know, believe that, you know, basically like trust the science, trust the people that have the degrees. I've heard people when I'm cutting their hair, they say, oh, well, you know, obviously I'm going to believe the, the professionals. Right. People say it to me directly. Right. I'm going to trust you because you're, you're the professional. Right. And I just want to be like, no, I'm not. Like I'm yeah. constantly learning yeah. how to do things and stuff, you know? Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I rarely have someone direct it towards me, kind of like, not like with someone saying like, oh, you're the professional. You tell me how I should cut my hair or whatever. Mm. But just assuming that somebody else doesn't know what they're talking about because they don't have a degree. I hate that shit. Yeah. yeah. doesn't make any sense. It also doesn't make me right. right. Like if, if it's a conversation between me and a doctor, right? Like, you know, in your situation, and they're like, oh, well, I'm a doctor, so I know what I'm talking about. Right. I feel like I could be like, that's incorrect. And I also don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm also not a doctor. Right. You know. Right. I could see that. I don't know. But yeah, that is a little bit frustrating sometimes. Yeah. But even so, like you said, like somebody referring to your expertise, like, right. well, you haven't been cutting hair as long as some of these other guys out here, so you're still learning. I haven't been a nutritionist for as long as some of these other guys out here, so I'm still learning. Right. You know, and, and in the case where people bring something to me that I might not know or that I might feel is correct, there's never that sense of, well, I'm a nutritionist. I know what I'm talking about. Right. You don't know what you're talking about. It's always, you know, humility that kind of gets you where you need to go. Mm-hmm. You know, and saying, well, shit, well, I might not know that. Let me look into that. I, I don't know. Or, you know, let's try your approach and see how it happens. Right. You know, because there's no harm in that. Right. There's no harm in, in entertaining another school of thought. Right. I think uh, I think it's more beneficial to just be like, you know, uh, I don't know everything, but we can do this together. <laughs> you yeah. know, let's figure this out. Yeah. I told a guy straight up the other day. um, I've never done this before. You know, I've never done this type of, you know, style or whatever, but I'll get there. Yeah, we'll do you know? it. Yeah. But what am I going to do? Lie to somebody? Right. And tell and I don't know. I'd rather well, play still, dumb than, and yeah. and exceed expectations than play myself up, you know. Right. And then not reach the expect expectation. Mm. I got to throw this gum out. Oh, so so you're breaking <laughs> the cardinal rule. <laughs> What's that? You're bringing, no, no gum during the pod, podcast. 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 When I started, my mouth was like really dry, and I, it just my my throat was real phlegmy, and now I feel like the gum is just like. Is it from? It's getting in the way. Smoking. No. Should we? Smoke. I mean that on camera. I mean it's legal. That's nasty. This hair can fight. Now you have like a little hair uh, baby in there. Right. It's gonna grow. Come out and attack you. <laughs> how come you didn't know how to style this hair? Looks like there was a hair baby in there. <laughs> a little, oh. <laughs> little turd burglar. All right. Let's see what else is in here. Yeah. Oh, dude. We're going to need to maybe smoke for this one. What is it? Dating culture. Oh, God. How, how far out of the dating culture are you? What do you mean by that? Um, I don't know, how long have you not needed to to date? Po- yeah, to date. I've been with my girl a little bit over a year now. I am a serial monogamist, um, so I do find myself in uh, relationships. Um, just but look, looking for love. Yeah, you know, it, it just not even looking for love. I mean, 
In a sense, yes. Looking for a partner. Mm-hmm. You know, more so. I feel like love is something that it can be self-generated too. So it's not necessarily like I need love. Right. Uh, but I think more for me, it was more so um, finding like a best friend and a partner that was important. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people didn't make the cut, you know, and a lot of people uh, fell short in a lot of areas where a lot of people would bump them up. For example, I, you know, obviously uh, I'm a guy and I'm attracted to women. Well, I mean, that's not so obvious, but uh, <laughs> obviously. I am. I am. <laughs> I promise. Uh, so for all the dudes out there. <laughs> um, but, you know, looks to me. Obviously, I want to be physically attracted to mm-hmm. my significant other, but looks to me are not a, um, you know, not something that are, is going to dictate whether or not I date you, right, or I'm with you. Um, obviously, I want to be attracted, but I mean, there are so many, so many beautiful women that I've talked to that I do not vibe with, You're and it like- doesn't matter how beautiful you are. If I'm not interested in who you are as a person, I'm just not going to want to talk to you. And it's not anything personal to you because nine times out of ten, I don't know you. Right. Uh, But it's more so can I keep my interest level up? Are there things that we can talk about? Can we relate to things? Like my girl now, like we talk about like aliens and conspiracy theory. We watched a five-hour conspiracy theory documentary (laughs) the other night on the edge of our chairs just sitting on the couch like, I can't believe this shit, you know. And it's, if I can't do that with you, I, I don't want it. Honestly, yeah. And it makes you unattracted to them. It makes you really not want to. Some people, you're just like, I don't really want to learn more about this person. Yeah. I've learned what I need to know. Yeah. Enough to know that I don't want to learn more. And that's, gosh, I think if, uh, I think there's people that don't like they maybe stay into things for the wrong reason. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I want to leave this girl, man. She's got no personality, but man, that ass. Right. You know? That's the sentiment I can't get with. Right. Like, oh, but the sex is too good. Right. I'm sorry, but if I can't, if I don't vibe with you, I can't imagine the sex being that great. Right. If there's no, like, physical. Yeah. Or, you know, like, emotional connection. Right. The chemistry. Yeah, the chemistry. If it's not there, it's like. Yeah. I don't know. One night stands are not that great. No. They're exciting up until you actually do it. Yeah, I maybe had like maybe two one night stands in my life mm-hmm. weren't memorable. And honestly, they probably only happened because I was drinking. Right. Otherwise it would have never happened. Alcohol is usually the catalyst. Damn it. Every time. You know? I don't, I don't like it. It's it's two AM. They're they're getting ready to close the bars down mm. and the lights are off. Right. You've had a few too many. Everything looks good, you know, when the yeah. lights are off. Yeah. They turn those lights on. It's yeah. rough. Sometimes you don't even get to that point. Sometimes you get home. Right? You turn your lights on at home. Right. You roll over in the morning. You got them LEDs. Damn. You're like, yo, her face rubbed off. So your Uber's here. I <laughs> say, so your Uber's <laughs> Get out. Yeah. Yeah. Get out. I've never had that awkward. Uh, I don't think... I don't think I remember having a, an awkward like one night stand that was like an overnight thing. Mm. I don't know. Some of my hookups have been like weird times. Like yeah. after the last after college, like you know, right? My last class, you know, you go back to the room and 
it's just weird after that. Yeah. That's I don't know. It, it just – honestly, <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like binge eating a tub of ice cream. It's like it sounds good in the moment. You do it, and then after you're done, you just feel like, shit. What am I doing? Why did I life? do that? Did you ever – have you ever accidentally found yourself in a relationship? No. You never had that happen? No. Like you're talking but to a girl. Wait, what does that mean, accidentally? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Before I really give an answer to this, let me understand the question. Yeah, like you're, you, you meet a, you meet a, a, a lady, nice, nice woman, or girl. Allegedly, whatever. I don't know. Allegedly, <laughs> <laughs> you meet a girl, and you're like, man, this girl's cool, you know. But you don't really think of it too much, too far. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then, and then before you know it, you're. You're meeting in the cafe at the college for lunch because mm. you just happen to have the same class off. Uh-huh. Uh, and then and then before you know it, you find yourself – she's like, I got to go to class. And you're like, I'll walk you. Uh-huh. And then before you know it, she's giving you a kiss before she gets into that class. This sounds very specific. And then you start holding hands. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, she's, and then you meet her mom. <laughs> <laughs> then she's like, "So what are we?" And I'm and like, "You're the plus one." You're the t- damn. Yeah, that's no, all no. That's I, I've never had that, but I, I was dating this girl one time, and I mean, just like going out on a couple of dates with her. Um, and I got invited to like a family function, which was kind of innocent enough as it is. But when I got there, I was almost introduced as her man, and that was like, I was so uncomfortable. Because I was like, you know, they were like, oh, this is you're bringing home a guy. And I was like, no, no, we're friends. We didn't sleep together. And like nothing happened. Right. We weren't clapping the cheeks yet, Mom. Nothing. Nothing. You know, I don't even think we kissed. Wow. We were just talking, going out. And um, and so she, she invited me to this family function. And I was treated like I was being introduced to the family. And, you know, it should have been a red flag to me. To even be invited to a family function. Like she was trying hard? Not even. Not even. It seemed innocent until I got there. It seemed like, oh, there's something going on. Mm -hmm. You should come. We're just going to pop on by. Right. You should come, hang out for a little bit. We'll hang out and then we'll bounce. Mm -hmm. And then I showed up and it was like auntie, uncle, cousins, grandma, everybody. Oh, this is cousin so-and-so. Oh, this is uncle so-and-so. And, uh. Before I knew it, I was getting, like, the talk from people. Oh, man. You know? And they were like... You know, she's a really nice girl. So what do you do? What's your intention with my uh, with my daughter? And I was like, well... I'm a fucker. <laughs> you obviously don't know. Um, <laughs> and I was just... When I left, I was like... I, I, yeah, I left a little bit early, and I, and I left on my own. I didn't leave with her. Oh, you guys drove separately. Right. Oh, man good move i know yeah great move and so i was like hey that was really uncomfortable i didn't realize this was gonna be this event and like that the family like i I thought it was something different and i really just feel like i don't want to put any kind of thoughts in your head or anybody else's head about what's going on right and she was like oh my god i didn't really think of it like that and stuff and she at first she was apologetic and then afterwards she was like thinking about it and like damn did i just get friend zoned you know and kind, i think kind she kind of right kind of it definitely that that is definitely what happened because i didn't appreciate the atmosphere right 
and um, and so she got a little bit of like almost like an attitude with me over it and I was like cool you just sealed your fate right there but um, <laughs> that's really the, the closest thing was that's pretty close it was it was really awkward that's uh, yeah where, where were you um, I guess how how long had you guys been kind of talking seeing each other maybe like a month talking Okay. We hung out, I think, two or three times at that point. Ooh, so I was pretty. It was very new, and because like you could say like yeah, you know, the whole oh yeah, we've been we've we've been talking for like six months, but yeah. if you only saw saw each other twice, yeah, let's say, it's like you don't really know that person. If we're dating for six months, I want to meet your family. I want to see what it's like. Right, because if you're not, you're like you haven't talked one bit about your family. Right. What is going on here? Right. You are know? they alive? Are they Are they alive? Right. Do you respect your parents? I'm gonna know this. What's going on? Yeah, but that's that. I gotta say that's probably happened to me like before. Yeah. Or where you meet a family where it was just uncomfortable because the family was like fucking rude. I I dated this girl. Um, I won't say her name. Don't. But I kind of want to, but I won't. Don't. <laughs> Lisa. No, I was kidding. I didn't date a Lisa. Sarah. Sarah. I did date a Sarah, but I dated this girl. Um, she was a cool girl. End of the day, things didn't work out, but every time I had gone over her house, her mom was very lovely. Her dad, great guy, really respectful. I, I didn't feel intimidated by him at all. Mm. Um, but the brother. Mm. This, what was he like? This is an Italian family. I can imagine, so. Uh, for some reason, I, I always, uh, and not that it's bad, but I, I you know, very early on, I dated a lot of Italian girls. Mm. And uh, so anyways, her brother. He wanted that cooking. I wanted that cooking. I wanted What's like an Italian cookie? Biscotti. Biscotti. <laughs> I wanted one of those. Yeah. One of those colorful cookies that no one knows. Um, By the way, I said cooking. Oh. But you, you did cookie. want the cookie. You did want the cookie. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the cooking is good. That chicken French. But her brother was like, he was like, I wouldn't even say scary, but it's like, I couldn't get through to him. I just want to be like, hey, man, what's up? Mm. And uh, I remember this one time I went to her house for, I think it was for Christmas Eve or something like that. Dude, I got like berated by her whole family, mm. um, particularly the guys, because I at the time I had like a Justin Bieber, like you know, like swoosh. was it the blonde? No, it wasn't the blonde. This was before those times. I've seen the blonde. Yeah, that's we'll have to you know we'll have to the chronicle. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll chronicle Nick's hair journey. We'll have mine, like a video. Too. We'll have a video where it's just like. Well, you know, I used to have long hair too. So. Yeah, like dreads down to here, right? Almost. Was really that long? Yeah, down the middle of my chest. Holy shit. Yeah, it's really long. C- continue with the family. Um. Oh, uh, but dude, the family was like making, f- like her uncles and her like whatever these guys were, like making fun of me because of my hair. Yeah. And like basically like, you know, did, uh, what would you call it? Like they were basically. Roasting you. <laughs> they were roasting me, yeah. Yeah. Making me feel less than a human. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, Wow. That was terrible. Did she say anything? Nothing. Nothing. No, uh, not a peep. Nothing. Did I you d- say something to her? Did I just had to laugh it off. No, because at the time, I, I didn't have balls. Mm. So I didn't, like, me now, I would have roasted every single one of them and not cared what the uh, what the repercussions would be. Right. Um, but then I was very timid, very kind of, like, respectful. Right. I'm not, I'm not in my house. I'm in somebody else's house. Right. So, yeah, but that was, like, that sucked. Yeah. 
But yeah, imagine, that yeah. and that relationship was over after that. Yeah. Thanks a lot, fucking Alexandria. Right. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why when you whisper it's like dramatic effect. I know. And like, why are we whispering? Because there's nobody else. But you know, let's talk about dating culture for a little bit. Like, you know, man, let me leave personal. Uh, references out of this for people I know but I, a lot of a, a lot of men out here um, you know I realize are about the booty right yeah without want some ass without the woman opening her mouth and saying anything will be like I want to hit that yeah right I have an issue with that you know if you don't know this woman how you know you're not about to hit a trash box, right? Up here in Rochester, they have garbage plates, right? Right. So what if she has a garbage box? What if she has a garbage box? Right? Yeah. Like, you, don't, you don't know what you're getting into. And I feel like a lot of times you could tell, you know, if a woman has garbage box by the way that she interacts with you and the way that she speaks, right? Really? Yeah. What's absolutely. a dead giveaway of a bad box? Garbage box? Um poor self-care as far as like um all right let me give you an example if you've ever gone out and you see like the overweight girls with the belly hanging now and like mm-hmm. the they just dressing like a whole slop um that's a dead giveaway garbage box that's more, yeah that's more obvious yeah other than that mm-hmm. um you could tell by what a girl eats now if she eats garbage food mm-hmm. she has garbage box Really? Yeah. I mean, I guess it would make sense, right? Absolutely. You are what you eat, right? Yeah. So, you know, if they're not eating their fruits and vegetables and they're not, you can pretty much guarantee something's going on down there. That is not pleasurable. That's not pleasurable. Because it's all about the pH, right? You're correct. So if you're eating shit food, your body is inflamed, which means you're- Anacidic. Anacidic. Right. So if you got a very acidic- Yeah. Tabasco-esque- box you'd be lucky if it was tabasco you, yeah. you're more more closer to like worcestershire Oof. yeah it's bad it, but i i was thinking um <laughs> i thought this was going to go in the direction too of like girls that are like like on the outside you're mm-hmm. like wow that girl's like that girl's really hot yeah and like you could tell like she's very confident or at least projects confidence and thinks highly of herself i thought maybe that would be like you you know you get in there and you're like disappointed i'm sure it could happen i'm sure yeah. it could happen but on the outside you can not as clear of a giveaway i feel like you know right those are the scary ones because yeah. you think you're like you know but like that a lot of men are driven by this a lot of men are mm-hmm. well obviously driven by sex right and it's like okay it's so easy to have sex it's so easy to do the deed or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. why why are you doing that just to get off yeah you know because if that's the case you're probably better off just you know taking a little time to yourself yeah i agree if you're about like about to make a bad decision just go handle your business you know because you never know what that garbage box got you net and it may be a gift that keeps on giving yeah it might be fucking oscar the, the grouch that's bad you know so how do we as as men you know how do we change this paradigm you know 
I think you'd have to change a whole culture because I think yeah. right I think right now it's I think the idea of sexualizing women mm. is been it's like in our culture um, I mean just look at movies look at music videos look at you never see you never really see like guys with their I mean maybe maybe you'll see like a a musician with like their shirt off or something like that, but you never see like a dude with his like dick hanging out right. or anything like that. Right. You know, um, I guess in some sense maybe like guys are sexualized, but women are definitely way more sexualized. Yeah, absolutely. Even even I think in the gay community too. Yeah. I mean, it's between like I have I have female friends that are that are lesbians and they're like, yeah, some women are like really aggressive. Yeah. And and it it goes both ways. It goes both ways. I could see that. But I think that's. I think that's where it stemmed from is yeah. it's like in our culture because I don't want do you ever feel do you ever feel like you you maybe see an attract you're somewhere where there's a lot of attractive women for whatever reason and you're like god I don't want to like I don't want to look but I can't help um I love my wife hmm. why do I need to look at that you know what I, I think in my daily life I don't really care too much about that you know i'm very happily in my relationship um and even if i wasn't i think that to me the substance is way more important than anything else mm -hmm. so i've seen a million asses i've seen uh, you know countless titties hanging out and what like this is part of human anatomy it doesn't excite me anymore as a man you know mm -hmm. what really excites me is the connection i would have to somebody um, so that's just me personally. I try mm -hmm. to instill this in my group of guy friends, and we talk about things like this all the time. Um, but it's no longer like, oh, you look good. Let's do something. Right. It To me, it's, okay, you might have a cute, you know, outside. Let me talk to you. Let me, let me pick your brain. Because if you're just an empty vessel, then... Then all that goes away. Yeah, I'm just kind of like, cool. Anyway, I'm going to head over there. Okay. Into the corner, you know? And that's that's just my personal thing. But, you know, you say culture. What culture are we talking about? Um, because America doesn't have a culture. I think we do. I just don't think it's a very one to be proud of. What would you say American culture is? Um, well, let me just, let me just, let me put out there what I think, what culture I enjoy. I think what culture maybe should be more about. Okay. Um, I really enjoy the, so I have, I, at my other shop, I cut a lot of um, guys who are Muslims hmm. and based off of just picking their brain and talking to them and stuff like that. Um, there's parts of their culture that I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, they're very family based. They stick together. Mm -hmm. Um, I think their their ultimate goal as like a as a family and as a household is just to like build each other up, and I really enjoy that. Mm. Um, their the the Muslim culture in itself has various things where well, I guess we do kind of have this, but where family members are always getting together, and I love that about it. You know, I yeah. really love that. When I think of like American culture, yeah, um, obviously we have our traditions like Christmas and stuff like that, but there's something that's like missing about that. I feel mm. like the family aspect is like, I don't know, it's like non-existent. Mm. Um, so when I say culture, 
um, that would be like a correct culture for okay. me, or what I would like to see out of culture. You like that value? Yeah, America's in that culture is kind of. I yeah. don't know. What would you say America's culture is? I think American culture is maybe what 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 the perception of what America is from other sure. people. Maybe maybe okay. it's a projection of what people assume it's like. Because I think America is just no. borrowed cultures from all over and just melted together. And that's what America is, right? Right. So we don't really have our own. If we're going to get, like, super technical, I would say culture. America's culture is really Native American culture. But then, you know, where does that stem from? But, um, yeah. yeah. That's very, a great... Very interesting culture here in America of, um, you know, girls shaking their asses in music videos and yeah, you know, over-sexualization of women, a lot of violence, you know. It's a very interesting culture. Do you think that people are drawn to these things? And what do you if so, what do you think is the the draw? Um uh, you mean from other countries? I mean, uh here in America, do you feel like things like violence and sex do you think inherently human beings are drawn to this or do you think that it's been put in front of our faces so long that this is what we enjoy i think it's been put in front of our faces okay because what i might enjoy and get a uh, some sort of a high out of um or high from through the television mm -hmm. is completely different than real life sure if i'm watching a high-speed pursuit on tv that's in a movie or something it's interesting because it's a movie. It's 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 part of what I kind of signed up for. Sure. If I'm watching something like that happen in real life, my tune is completely different. Oh yeah. Um Yeah, I I guess it, it's definitely different based on how I'm watching it. I I, I venture okay. to say that people in in their real everyday life are much different than what they you know, project themselves as not only on social media, but maybe through like movies and stuff. Sure. And you, do you think that people are desensitized to these things? And that's maybe why it's different for them on. Because, you know, I, I'm just going to go extreme here. Yeah. Um, you see so many people get killed in movies. You don't think about it. If somebody got off right in front of you, you'd probably scar be scarred for life. The, the same way as before ever watching something like that in a movie. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The, the first time you've seen somebody, I mean, you're probably, you know, it's probably hard to recall. I, I can't recall this about myself, but the first time seeing somebody get killed in a movie or seeing somebody, something happen to somebody, mm -hmm. it seems like it's so commonplace. Now, for like, I, I can't remember a time where it didn't seem like normal to me. You know? Like that first time ever that you saw it happen, you're like, I, I don't remember that. I remember kids in um, middle school watching different um, websites that you could watch, like, explicit content like yeah. that. Um, I think the first time I ever actually saw someone get murdered was – this is getting deep. <laughs> um, there Did was a – your first letter? Right. <laughs> there was a video circulating 
um, many, many, many years ago of these these young kids. I think they were over in Russia, okay. um, beating the the living shit out of this guy on a bike. It was like a it seemed just like a businessman guy on a bike, and they beat the shit out of this guy. And he died. They were bashing, yeah, they were bashing his head in with like a hammer, and they were each taking taking. By the end of the video, you know, the guy was breathing, but all of his orifices were caved in. It was disgusting. But that was the first time that I'd ever seen anything like that. And it was like, why, first off, why am I watching this? Right. Um, but that was – that, like, scarred me for, like, a couple of days. Yeah. You know, it really made me think, like, wow. Um, I, I, it just, like, completely changed my, my – like, yeah. <laughs> the way I thought of things. That's crazy. And, for sure. And even the same with sex, too. It's like I, I remember the first time that I saw anything sexual. I was very, very young. Yeah. And I was just completely just like, whoa, what is this? Why are they doing this? Right. What is that thing? What are those things? I was completely enthralled by this and like, okay, all right. Well, this is a part disgusting to me. But yeah. Totally fascinating. Why, these people seem to be loving this. <laughs> right. You know? And, and, <laughs> Why are and, they wrestling? Right. <laughs> Why don't they have any clothes on? <laughs> Why is she yelling yes when it's uh, it looks like he's hurting her? <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I remember that and just that being very impactful on my life too. You know, mm -hmm. but like as this relates to dating culture, I feel like we've been so desensitized to objectifying women, to looking at asses and titties, and like mm -hmm. it's just like almost excuse me, like a reflex at this point. It's like ass titties and it's like that's a person you know right. right when when did we completely disregard that person and just say that's an ass i want to fuck those are some titties i want to feel and that's it like it doesn't matter what right you know like that hot girl walking down the street maybe her fucking best friend just died right and all you could think about, and I'm gonna say you. I mean, me as well. I've done this. Sure. Um, all you could think about, and I could think about, is like, wow, she looks really good in those pants. I wonder what she looks like outside of those pants. Right. I think that's been going on for a while. Yeah. I don't know if it's you know, pre like the Roaring Twenties. What women were very reserved, weren't they? Right. Right. More reserved, and then once oh, the Roaring yeah. after the Roaring Twenties. Long time for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it reached a, a point where women started to be become sexualized. When did this happen? Like seventies? Um, well, let's take. So, are you familiar with Betty Page? School me. I can't school you too much because I don't know that much. <laughs> All right. But Betty Page. Um, what the, uh, the black and white is photo she, is she from? What's that? What decade is she from? Um, I think she's from the fifties. Okay. But, I mean, that That's was like very risque for the fifties. For the fifties, that was very risque. Yeah. That's like. I mean, that's like what we would consider now to be full-blown porn. Porn. Yeah. Um, She's just in a bathing suit. But now, that's just like, that's like, um, you know, that that's a that's a 17-year-old girl whose parents are managing her Instagram account. Right. Right. And it's like. That's even a notch below what a, a lot of mothers are doing on, like, OnlyFans. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
so how the times have changed, right? And it's like that hypersexualization. And, and and what do you do about okay? So not only when did when did women become almost kind of exploited and like sexualized like that, but also when did women start utilizing that to their advantage? Hmm, that's a great question. Because because it's got to be both sides, right? Yeah. Because right now there's a huge there's a huge uh, market. I think maybe. People are getting away, maybe not so much, but people are getting away from things like like these porn sites and going exclusively. You can you can find a girl, you can see a girl on Instagram and be like, "Wow, that girl's really hot. I want to see her naked." And then, oh, click that link, and then, oh, you got a subscription that's a few bucks. And then, before you know it, you almost feel like this person is like personalizing videos for you. You know, interesting. So it's being utilized. You know, I think to make money to, to me, the way I view that is that you, if you can't beat them, join them. Right. So right. I, I think at certain point, maybe women were like, maybe not. Maybe some women were like, man, I'm tired of being sexualized. Well, if I'm going to be sexualized, I might as well u- utilize that. Right? right. So it's like, well, if they're gonna, you know, treat me like this, then I might as well play hard to get and get what I want out of it. Mm hmm. So I think you're right. I think it's a little bit of both, you know. Incoming rant. Yeah. Instagram, okay. A, how many damn selfies do you need? On your profile. We know how, what you look how, like. How many times I got to see your face, man? I don't want to see your face. Wait. Do why, something of value. Why do I keep clicking on it? Why do I keep clicking on it? Just do some do something of value, right? right? These ladies. Oh, are- I, I've changed my Instagram feed totally up. Is no, none of that shit is on my Instagram feed, but um, man, it's like I know this is going on. I know there are girls that are just simply looking in the camera and blinking their eyes. Right. There's an Instagram guy I like to follow, which I'll give him a shout out right now. It's Joey B Tunes. I don't know if you follow this guy. I don't think so. Hilarious. I love his commentary. Um. But, you know, he highlights a lot of this stuff, like the narcissism on on Instagram and stuff. And I love how for the longest period of time, people are like, I'm not being self-centered. This isn't narcissism. Like, what the fuck do you call it? It's got to have a name to it. It's got to have a name to it. So, you know. What is it that you're doing? Right. Every single day. I'm not. It's not that I'm doing this because I think I look. Please tell me more. You know, but. Right these people on Instagram that are like just literally doing like these little stupid videos and they get millions of hits. And even this guy, Joey, uh, you know, he highlights this and he's talking about this artist that makes lifelike, like pencil drawings. And I mean, they're looking like real photos. Mm. And he had like, I don't know, 40 subscribers, 40 followers or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's amazingly talented. And then you have the most followed person on TikTok with millions and millions of, you know, followers. And she's literally... No talent. I'm just like, man. You know what? Thanos had a point. You know? If I had the Infinity Gauntlet, I might follow suit. (laughs) Are you familiar with this reference? No. Okay. But I know who Thanos is. Okay. So, in the movie... Avengers Infinity Infinity War. Mm-hmm. He gets the gauntlet and he snaps away half of all existence. 
It's a lottery. Just snaps them away. Okay. They just into dust. They no longer exist. Not that mine would be uh, random. It right. wouldn't be random. <laughs> it wouldn't You'd be pick random. Who you there, there's a threshold. Right. Uh, and it would be a combination. But, man, I'm just thinking, man. Can we find these Infinity Stones? I think COVID is like an Infinity Stone. It might be. <laughs> it might be the the Infinity Stone. <clears throat> Only one. We'll yeah. see. But a good point about another good um, way to look at it, too, is like, because when I'm watching these videos, I'm I'm judging them the same way you are. I'm like, why? Why is this? Yeah. But then it but it also speaks to more of like what apparently we like. We 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 obviously rather see um, as as a whole. We we rather see, you know, a good looking girl doing that, being narcissistic, than someone who's actually talented, drawing something or making some sort of music or something. Yeah. We're we're drawn towards narcissism for some reason and mm -hmm. sometimes when we when you when you catch um a really heartwarming heartfelt video um of somebody doing something that's completely um genuine mm. we still love it but then that next video you know you know what my kryptonite on social media mm -hmm. dog videos what kind any kind really like doing silly stuff wearing silly costumes dog licking the owner in the mouth sure I'll watch it but just to critique it I'll just be disgusted the whole time right but I just I'm a sucker for these dog videos man I just you know I miss my dog my dog passed away in August I miss her sorry to hear that yeah what Thank you. was uh, he she 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 was a boxer she was 13 which is a ripe old age that's pretty that's yeah. a that's a good yeah. Is that about average for boxers? Old. Old. That's I would old say average is anywhere from 6 to 10. Wow. 10 being old. So she so, was a good soul. She was a good soul. She lived a good life. Yeah. My boo. Shout out. That's beautiful. That's a, hands down probably one of the worst uh, losses I think I've ever felt. Mm -hmm. is when I lost a, a dog. Yeah. Even a pet. Yeah. I lost my ferret and mm. I freaking was a mess. Yeah. Hated this ferret when I first met my wife. Yeah. Um, her ferret. Her ferret. Mm. I thought it was going to be a deal breaker. Like, mm. I can't date this girl. She's got a ferret. She's got a ferret. What does she do with that ferret? <laughs> and, I, dude, I, over the years, oh my, I mean, when this ferret was like, when you would see, we saw her progressively, like, digress. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Decline. Decline. It was yeah. really, really sad. Yeah, it is. But, yeah. Sad, man. Animals. Did she kiss the ferret in the mouth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo. I don't know if ferrets like buttholes, though, to be um, honest. They – no, I don't think they do, man. I don't think they do. They're definitely long enough to. <laughs> they got the body <laughs> They got it. the body. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they, like, lick their stomachs, mm. but I've never seen her lick her ass. Um, it's a question for good old Google. Yeah, and yeah. I, just, uh, I guess I got to check that out when I get home. <laughs> All right. But, should, we go, should we go down yeah. the list? or? Yeah, dude. I'm down for it. I'm down for it. Absolutely. All right. I kind of want to stay on dating culture for a little bit. I'm cool with that. There's so much you can talk about. What else do you notice about dating culture? Um, It's very... It's very toxic. Mm. 
In what way? Um, I have. I mean, I have some friends that are in the still in the dating mm. the dating world. Um, one of my friends, Dave, he's been single for probably a little over two years now. He was he was married to a lady for a good while. Um, I think they were s- high school sweethearts, mm. um, or at least kind of around that realm of like how long they've been dating at least okay. or together. And so I hear stories from him all the time, you know, and it's like, it, it's, it's really both ways. You know, you got men on there that all they want to do is fuck. Right. So it's like, it's like they get that message from a girl that's like semi attractive and they just like, instead of soaking it up and actually trying to have a conversation, all they can muster to say is I want to fuck. <laughs> like, I want you to sit on my face or something right. like or that. Or send a dick pic. Right. And on the opposing side, there's women that are on there that they're obviously on there for a reason, mm. but they're, but when it comes time to, when, you know, let's say you talk for a couple days um, and then you're like, Hey, we should hang out. You like either get ghosted or they're like mm. skeptical. Cause they think you're like a serial killer. Okay. And it's like, you're on here for a reason, but you're, you're so skeptical and so whatever that you're, right. you're not even letting yourself meet people. And, and then if you do, I don't know. It's just like very – Yeah, you know, it's a double-edged sword because we're not women. We don't know what that's like. You right. Know? And, and right. you know, I have this conversation with uh, with my lady from time to time about how, you know, it it's hard being a man to empathize with a woman. Like, you know, I think we were talking about this, right? Like how, like, you don't know how it feels to walk down an alley as a woman. Because right. women, you know, has her pepper spray, has a whistle, has whatever, just in case anything happens. Right. Men are like, who wants? Nobody's gonna do right. anything to me. And if they do, I have a better, you know. Right. More of a chance of. Right. You know. Most likely, people are just trying to sell you weed, and in that case, <laughs> sign for me a up. Few bucks. <laughs> but um, you know, it, it's a different story. But I kind of, I kind of understand. You know, it's like there's so many weirdos out there mm-hmm. that it would be wise to really truly vet somebody. Now, we're talking about dating apps, right? Um a little I guess that's where I think that's where I accidentally went down, but it, yeah, the cuz the dating scene doesn't have to but that's kind of what it has become, yeah. I guess maybe that's yeah. why. I, I think a smart thing for ladies to do would be to have an obligatory like FaceTime or something before. Right? Yeah. Like an obligatory like phone conversation. Mhm. Then a FaceTime. Make sure you're actually you and not getting catfished. That's and true. if the vibe is still good and you know it's it's helpful to see people's expressions and mm-hmm. demeanors and stuff like that but I totally get you they're also closing themselves off I have a you know a, 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 not a girlfriend but a friend that's a girl mm-hmm. um, and she's telling me about dating sites and all these weird people and all this stuff and I'm like wow that like people do this so I get it but at the same time she was doing that same thing and closing herself off to to people right. But I think that speaks to, like, the revolving door nature of dating culture now. You know, I feel like back in the day – I feel old saying that. <laughs> back in the day, like – Like the 90s or right, early like, 2000s? Right, like 2010. Uh, back in the day, you know, when things were way more monogamous and, like, marriages stayed together and, mm-hmm. and things like that, people got to know one another and right. were like, I like you. I like you too. Let's do this. And then they decided to stay together. Mm-hmm. 
and you know I I know now from speaking to a lot of people that it's like oh this person did this one thing I don't like bye right like why it's like the second date with somebody and you guys are having like a full blown like fight or argument I could see that That that's definitely a red flag that's a huge if you're fighting with yeah like god for all you people out there watching <laughs> if you fight on a on a date and you're getting to know somebody it's, it's not, not gonna, gonna get better that's not gonna be good it's I, not. I have some really funny stories about that but um you know there's gotta be some leeway to kinda get to know somebody mm-hmm. and the respect to do that and the respect for that person and the respect for yourself to do that and say oh well I wanna get to know you a little bit via text via phone call whatever before we decide to even go out on a date and I think that's my right. opinion maybe but I think that that's smart, you know, and I think that people need to give each other a little bit more, dare I say, benefit of the doubt, just to see where things kind of move along to before right. closing it down. Because you might, you might close something down that maybe was a good opportunity. Right. You may shoot yourself. That's a good the, point. You know? No, that's that's a good point. I, I think, too, um, like, I think, I don't know what the statistics are but online dating doesn't seem to be it doesn't seem to be the numbers don't seem good hmm. um but also like i always tell people like well yeah i mean i was on dating sites and stuff and i i struggled you yeah. know i had the same the same problems that people are having today i had you know you you start talking to somebody you talk to them for a few days and you know you like their pictures and stuff and then you meet them and you're like wow you don't look anything like what, what you what you said, or, you know, maybe they don't look anything like they said, but their personality is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that stuff was all happening, and then it was the it was the moment that I stopped caring, that I gave up almost, um, out of spite. Remember, I was telling you, like, mm-hmm. hey, you ever find yourself in a relationship? I was in that situation. I was in a relationship that I didn't want to be in. There was a girl that was throwing herself at me. She really liked me, mm. and I said, maybe this is. Why am I not accepting this? I want this. Right. I just don't want it from this person. But mm. so I, I was like, I pretty much That's gave rough. up. Yeah. As soon as I gave up, I found my wife. Nice. So I don't know. It's like I feel like dating websites don't work, but I also know that there's people that it has worked. My so. best friend, his wife, married six <clears throat> years, two kids, absolutely amazing. Met online. So my niece about to get married this upcoming year. Met her boyfriend online. I, I know plenty of people that have gotten married off of it, but I think it's also like, um, you know, there are. It's a numbers thing, right? So to to yeah. say statistically that it is not good. All right, true, but like not every swing is a home run. You right. know, not every hit is a home run. So, like, I think the numbers are where they should be like you you might get lucky but it's the same as meeting somebody out right you might meet somebody out and you know you have a great conversation one day mm-hmm. and then you end up dating and then th- six months down the line you're like this person is an absolute trash person right i gotta leave <laughs> you know so i think it's I, I don't know if the statistics are any better or worse right but you know I maybe think it's, it's just numbers yeah because with online dating you could date 10 people in one week right you know online and then you can kind of pick from there. You know, I think I think it's beneficial in the sense of you don't have to spend time or money really in order to see if somebody's worth a date. Mm-hmm. You know, before all the online dating stuff, you had to take somebody out, buy dinner, have a night on the tent, whatever you're going to do 
only to find out that that person was trash. It's like so more expensive. Expensive, but more importantly, you're wasting your time. Right. Like it's not, the money you can make more money. You can't get more time back. Right. So it's like that's the trade off, you know. That could be. So maybe I mean it's, there's there's benefits to how the dating is right now. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just the way the approach. You know, that's my opinion. Is the approach of people dating? Mm-hmm. It's oh, there's a mil- there's plenty of fish in the sea. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go through and fuck all these fish until I find my fish. You yeah. know, and I think that that's kind of messing things up because you don't gotta fuck the fish on the way. Why don't you just stay true and find your fish? It seems very straightforward. Yeah. But it's really hard sometimes. Like. I've definitely found myself in situations where I've been on dates and like my, I've had to tell myself like, okay, don't put the physical stuff at mm. the forefront. Like mm-hmm. if it's going to happen, it's going to happen, mm. you know? Excuse me one second. Yeah, no problem. <clears throat> but it's like, it's like, how do you, I don't, I don't know. I would just tell myself, okay, don't, don't, don't emphasize like, are we going to, is anything going to happen? Um, but sometimes you may be on that first date and maybe you do get a little, you get a few drinks in you and then you're both like really, you know, into each other and then you, whatever, it happens. So like, how do you, how do you avoid that? If it's just a simple rule for yourself, never fuck on the first date. So you gotta have self-control. Oh, absolutely. See, sometimes that's a hard thing to have. See, that's where we fall into an issue, uh, you know, mm-hmm. as men. We want our cake. We want to. We want. Want to make our cake, and eat it. Is that kind of what they say? Ha- have your cake and eat it too. Have your cake. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you don't have to make it. <laughs> you can't eat it and also have it. Right. But I, you know, I would. That's a rule of mine. It's always been a rule of mine. Never fuck on the first date. I never kiss on the first date. Never do anything on the first date. That's smart. Gotta feel it out. Yeah. See what the vibe is. Oh man, she's crazy. Get her diet plan. Make sure she's not eating any of that <sighs> trash. I had this one day at one time, and I showed up, and she just—I don't know why she thought she was the shit. And from the jump, I was not feeling it. And she didn't know my expressions on my face for not feeling it. Otherwise, she would have just been like, "Should we just go home?" And I would have absolutely, I would have absolutely said yes. We should just leave. I stuck it out. So. I'll you know, it was going to get any better. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of the night, she was like, oh, that was so much fun. We should do that again. And I was just like, yeah. It's like, no. Well, I had a good time, didn't you? Yeah, not as good as you. <laughs> I didn't like you as much as you like you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is that how it was? She was just like really into herself? She was, yeah, and it, you know, she might have been kind of joking or whatever, but just the demeanor of it, of like, I don't, much. I don't know you to right. know if you're joking or not. Right. I don't, I don't really know anything about you, but she just had this chip on the shoulder, almost like, aren't you gonna do this for me? Oh, and I was like, no, not, not gonna do that for you. You're not my girlfriend or my wife or anybody to me. Right. You have to earn that. Yeah, that I, I that's probably one of the most unattractive attitudes. Yeah, I've ever come across. Yeah, one one and done. I am so lazy. Yeah, I think that's the feeling. You know, that's how I feel about 
I hate to go back to it, but like these whole like Instagram like models mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the vibe I get from them is like, I'm so awesome. Look at me. Right. Um, and I'm I so attractive. I'm so attractive, and look, you know, I say like, oh man, a lot of these a lot of girls nowadays are leading with their ass because if you go through Instagram, what's in like the foreground? Right. Whatever their major asset is, because it's not always the ass. Some chicks just got a straight line, right in the back, right. You know? Well, th- you can fix that because you know these poses. You know yeah. the way that people don't normally stand. Yeah, you yeah. could stand those other ways, and you can accent. Right. Wow, that girl's got a big ass, and then she stands regular. And you're like, it's non-existent. That's just upper thigh. Got it. It's upper thigh. <laughs> got it. <laughs> That's lower back. Got we it. just don't know our anatomy, and why is her back so curved? It's right. so like. Why She's got an innie. She has an. <laughs> she, but yeah. uh, I, I hear you, man, and, and I think it's, I think it's really um, a shame that vanity has become such a f- uh, focus, because everybody gets old and ugly, right? And you know, I, there's going to be a generation of women that are just so utterly depressed that their looks have faded and their attention has faded as well. You know, and as a yeah. guy. I mean, haven't you seen just about any type of every type of woman that can grace this earth, every color, every type, every look? I mean, at what point does it get to be like seen it? I've seen it all. I don't know. God, that'd be nice, right? Uh, I mean, personally, I've seen just about every type of woman in every iteration, just about. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure. I mean, obviously, we're infinite, you know. So only so many Infinite people combinations planet. right but it's like man i've seen let's just say i've seen uh fireworks i've seen fireworks before mm-hmm. yeah they're pretty but they're not really impressive like yeah right now like anymore you're like cool fireworks yeah. right you know what's to stop us as men from acting like that or or viewing it like that you know is it just the sex drive yeah, some some would say that um, men weren't weren't really made to be. I've asked this to my wife too. I've yeah. asked like, do you think do you think that humans are meant to be monogamous? Mm. Um, and she was like, no, which is like really surprising to hear because you know you'd want to say yes, right? You'd want to think you wa- that you want to believe that, right? You want to believe that men, whatever, that humans are are just men are meant to be monogamous, whatever. But um, there's a potential that you know that men or humans in general aren't meant to be monogamous mm. you know that we're um i feel like if we look at like and i'm speaking on my ass on this one but sure. this is just what i know from like what i've what i've watched in like documentaries but like in tribes certain tribes and stuff like in the tribal life i guess yeah um there's more than one the man the man usually has more than one woman mm. um i don't know if it's in the same you know same house or hold or whatever but they typically have more than one woman. Right. They're just kind of the, they're just kind of making, making the you know helping plant the seed and and going out and getting food and, and providing. Right. Um. And that doesn't seem completely off. I mean. Well, I think that our origin, right? That's our origin. So, the idea that, you know, every good-looking girl that walks down the street and I and I happen to look at her and I'm like, oh wow, she's fucking hot or whatever the whatever my mind tells me yeah um sometimes i'm like it's not that wrong how, how how can i tell myself not to 
It's like eating a food and trying to tell yourself it's not good. Right. It's like, no, it is good. Right. No, that girl is attractive. I'm attracted to what that is. Right. So it's like this balance of like, wow, am I a shitty person or is it just like in my genes? Well, isn't there a line between attraction and action? For sure. You know? Yeah. So I think a lot Absolutely. of people get that blurred too. Is like because they're attracted to something, they feel like they should take part in that. And yes. it's almost like – Like I want that. Right. I but agree. It's, it's almost like – you know, you use this uh, analogy a lot of times is a flower, right? If you see a beautiful flower, you pick it, you know, it ceases to be beautiful anymore. It withers and it dies. And I think in some degree, you know, that, that attractiveness fades mm-hmm. from, you know, whoever you're with for a long time. And not that say, not to say that you're not physically attracted to them. I, I just think that the initial, like, um, that initial vibrance – Mm-hmm. Kind of tapers down a little bit. The dynamic of the the attraction, I think, is changes. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I like Val and I have been together for over seven years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can tell you that. I can tell you from experience that the the type of attraction is different. What I what I now find attractive in Val than than like back then, right? It's completely changed. Absolutely. Um, still very much attracted to how she looks, mm-hmm. but I'm attracted to other things about her. Um, I know that she's going to be a great mother. Mm-hmm. Not something I would have been able to really tell that back then. Um, right. I like, I like that she's kind of like motherly to me. Hmm. If I'm if I'm fucking like, one year a couple years ago, I I fell down the driveway, and like broke my ankle, like straight up just <laughs> broke my ankle. You fell down the drive. Is your driveway? It was slippery. Were you out. in Atlanta? No, it was here. Oh, okay. It was here. Um, I slipped and fell down the driveway because it was icy out. And I just remember screaming at the top of my lungs because I just broke my ankle. And I was like, Val. <laughs> Dude, she came running outside as fast as possible. Yeah. I mean, she's – anyways, all in all, she's a great woman. And, yeah. and that has transpired over the years. It used to just be like, oh, she's a cute blonde girl. And, oh, the kicker is she's from a different country. And that was like all – those at the time, that was like the – the three things <laughs> qualified <laughs> yeah like my list was just like you know very small but yeah. but god needless to say now if i were to yeah if i were to have to get back in the dating world man it'd be a mess my standards would be ridiculous yeah it'd be ridiculous you know but at the same time you know i think it's good because you can weed out a lot of people you know and a buddy of mine mm-hmm. talk about this from time to time too about dating culture and, and things like this and you know, one of the things that uh, that he said, it, it really resonates and I think it's very true is, you know, a lot of people are, are dating for clout and for, you know, attractiveness and whatever the reason is. Mm-hmm. Um, when in reality, what men are truly looking for, real masculine men are truly looking for is somebody that's going to be a good mother to their children. Right. You know, and that just means a good character of a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody that is patient, that's compassionate, that is loving you know caring um you know all these great qualities that would make a great mother Mm -hmm. and i think if men dated in that way we would see a completely different paradigm going on and i think you would see a shift in women too because they would have to right they would have to right because at the end of the day if men are like oh you're twerking okay have fun a these people wouldn't procreate 
and we wouldn't have these right. next generation of littlest workers. Right. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> but also, it would it would force the women to be like, well, if men don't want that, then they want a good mother. Then I need to show that I'm a good mother. Right. You know. But I think in this era right now, highly feminized uh, feminist movement right now it's a lot of uh women are feeling like oh well we don't need men we're right. gonna just do whatever without men and i think that is very harmful to dating culture too it's super harmful yeah the whole you know i'm independent i don't need a man it's I like i don't need you that's fine like you don't have to rely on a dude but you also don't have to push it in the face that be you a know. dick about it Yo, like, there's two girls I can think of off the top of my head right now. Yeah. Um, one of them I had the uh, pleasure. I don't know. Anyways, one of them I met through my wife. <laughs> okay. And this girl, very pretty. Yeah. I'll tell. I'll just tell you, she's very pretty. Um, but her, the way she carried herself in, in in life, and on social media, is like she is the shit. She's this independent woman. I don't need nobody. And she not gonna get nobody. She got knocked up. Knocked up. Locked up? Knocked up. Okay. I feel like that right there is the most that that is the easiest way to say I guess I do need somebody. Because I I don't know, there's for some reason there's a correlation of like, oh, you didn't need anybody. Oh fuck all those fuck all those broke broke ass dudes. Fuck all those those dudes that were treating you wrong. And then yeah. you got pregnant? Yeah. I mean, let's take it a notch for, down from there, right? Oh, you, what you going to do with that spider in the corner? You going to kill it yourself? Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need me now, huh? Right. Right. Oh, you see that? You see Peter Parker in the corner over there. Well, why that game? What, what's the game? What? Why is there a – I mean, is it because there was a – it was yeah. once a time where – where that's what it was normal, where women relied on men? Yes. I could see that. Absolutely. It definitely happened. Absolutely. Well, I, I don't know. You know, there was definitely a time where, where a, a very long time where men were their providers and women stayed and raised the kids. So everybody relied on everybody. And I think somewhere along those lines, and I know where it comes from, I don't want to get into it, but... Um, you know, we were emotionally manipulated to think that we don't need each other, mm-hmm. and because it's a divisive tactic, and because to divide people makes people weaker, they don't want strong community. Right. But I think that at the end of the day, man needs woman, woman needs man. Period. I think that we are, you know, I think everybody has masculine and feminine essence. Like I'm very masculine and feminine. Um, I think any good balanced person will be that way. Some people might have more masculine, more feminine, whatever. I think if anything, I would maybe trend a little bit more toward feminine, believe it or not. But um, I believe it. uh, (laughs) But, uh, you know, I think that what happened is we we got out of whack. We got emotionally manipulated to to throw our essences out of whack, you know, and I think that even Mm – even prior to this, we didn't pay attention to, you know, like 50 years ago, we didn't pay attention to masculine e- essence or divinity or anything like that. That that's hasn't been part of the the, um, the curriculum here in the West. Right. But I think, you know, at that time, the masculine essence in men was very strong. 
and the feminine essence in men needed help, right? The nurturing, caring, creative right. side of men like needed help. Like watching both. Right, because that's really, in my opinion, what a balanced human is, is equal parts both, or at least very close yeah. to equal parts both. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, women had a very feminine essence and not too masculine. Right. And now, which was also a, a problem. Would it, you say? Yeah, absolutely. Anything in imbalance, in my opinion, is a problem. Right. right. Unless the family's just always together. I mean, if that was the idea, then you wouldn't need mom to have those roles. You wouldn't need dad to have mom's roles. Right. And and I think it goes beyond roles because I think roles are you know decided by whatever group is is you know right dictating the goals or dictating whatever it is. But mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that. Now you have the inverse where men are very feminine. Mm -hmm. Men are wearing dresses and lipstick and whatever. And, and not rocking that, full beards. Not that clothes really dictate essence. Right. But, you know, do you see a lot of um, masculine – do you see more masculine men lately or do you see more feminine men lately? More, more feminine. And do you see more masculine sure. women lately or more feminine women? I see I, – I feel like there's like an influx of women who um, – maybe this, maybe this sounds bad, but like work out too much. Okay. Um, but again, that's not really attractive to me. Okay. But almost like um, it comes – the way that it is coming off is like very like in, in your face. Like mm. look at me. I could be big too. Right. I'm like I never said <laughs> – I never said you couldn't. Right. I was just <laughs> just saying, you know. Well, I don't know. It's oh, you hit like a girl. You know, that's kind of where that comes from, right? Right. What does that even mean? Right. So like all women are perceived as weak. So that could look really bad. Generalization. Generalization. Yeah. Um, but also it's like now the the complete opposite is happening. Yeah. It's like the extreme opposite is happening instead of like a little bit of balance, like like you said. Right. You're you're masculine, but you're also a little bit of feminine. Right. I mean, I, I could – that's how I've always felt. And mm -hmm. when I was younger, I thought <clears> – when I was younger, that was always perceived as, oh, you're gay. Right. I mean, I can't believe – I can't count how many times I was called the F word mm. when I was, like, seven years old by, like, my stepdad mm. just because I had feelings, just because right. I was like, oh, I'm sad or, right. oh, that hurt. Yeah. Stop being such a pussy. Right. Yeah, I think that, you know, that's a really toxic part of our culture too is – you know, assigning a, uh, almost like a gender or assigning some sort of characteristic to people that feel right. emotions, right? Like, oh, you didn't like that? Suck it up. Am I not allowed to not like something? Right. Am I not allowed to be sad about something? Right. Hide you know? your emotions. Right. Don't be sad. Why are you sad? I boo-hoo cried over my dog. Boo-hoo for about an hour and a half at least, boo-hoo cried. Am I not allowed to be sad about the passing of my, my right. animal? You know? Or, you know, expressing yourself to somebody and saying, what you did, I didn't like what you did. Right. Well, what, are you playing the victim now? Right. No, I'm just telling you, I didn't like that. You know, can, a huge fan. Can, I, can I not tell you that as a person? Right. Does that put me in a category? Apparently. You know? Why does that make you less of a man? Because we have these 
crazy gender identities now. Yeah. Or gender roles. And I don't know what you want to call it. What do you think? You do you think the the movement that's going on right now is is um beneficial or toxic? Where we're which movement? Um, I don't know what you'd call it, but where there's no there's there's like blurred lines between genders now. Yes, I think it's very problematic. I think that well, if you look through history. Mm-hmm. Before the fall of any great civilization, that's what happens. This is what happens, what's happening now. Mm -hmm. So in all your great civilizations, like Rome, you know, Greece, anything like that, everything gets perverted and twisted. I think it's very important to have balanced people. And I think that the push for all this stuff going on right now is in order to pervert, pervert it. Because I think that it is perverted. Like, let's just say, for example, right? Like this whole, uh, you know, push for LGBTQ trans people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why do I need to know your sexual orientation? I don't. You know, like, <clears throat> I didn't come into your barbershop and be like, hey, are you gay? Right. Do you like men or women? You didn't come out and tell me. Right. It's not a topic of conversation. It's none of my business. Didn't come to mind, really. Right. And <clears> it's <throat> none of your business what my sexual orientation is. Right. Now, if you want to share that with me, okay. If I want to share it with you, okay. Right. But I, I don't like this whole, I need you to know that I'm this. And I, and, and you have to accept. And you have to accept it. You have to accept what I'm, what I'm telling right. you. Right. There's no. You know, and it's like. Let's just say you like beets, the vegetable. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I'm not a huge fan of beets. Now, if you like beets and I don't, is there a problem? Are we gonna have a problem over beets? We'll just we'll just avoid any dishes that require beets. But then that's not fair to you. Right. Are we gonna have a problem over right. this? Is this, are we gonna make this an issue? Right. You know, I think that that to me, that's where we we have this problem is like, I don't need to know your sexual orientation. It's, I don't it's need important. to know what you prefer to be called. I don't like that whole pronoun thing. Like, I'm just going to call you what I, what it, you perceive to be. And if that's an issue to you, you can tell me. And if I feel like obliging you, then I will. And if I right. don't, then I'm not going to address you. Right. And it shouldn't be a problem. I don't have a problem with that. You shouldn't have a problem with that. Like if you if you address somebody as you like as is is physically you look like a man now if i came up and say hey what's up man and you're like no 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 that's you know i'm a problem right i'm actually a her right or whatever i'll be like oh my bad right so anyway you know then you can decide to right if if you i don't know if you if we get along enough right and you decide that i'm 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 gonna be part of your 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 group or whatever Or, or even just my conversation yeah you might decide to just address me. Maybe I'll just maybe I'll just avoid addressing you in that way, at all. Totally right. Maybe I'll just say, "Hey, well, listen," and leave any kind of pronouns out of it. If I, that's what I feel like, right. But if I call you something that you appear as, and you get offended by that, I think you really need to check your uh, your insecurities at the door. Right. You know. Does that mean there? You think people because you know what? There's there's people that I've talked to that are. 
in the gay community mm-hmm. or or in that you know in that realm and they're almost offended by yeah. they I know uh, I have a I have a client that's true who isn't even allowed to be part of the gay community <laughs> because his his views are not in line with with what the community is right. so he doesn't even associate himself with it right but um what I see um, and I feel like I just kind of maybe grasped this a couple minutes ago okay is maybe people that are really t- that have those toxic tendencies to push their gender out there and stuff like that maybe that's their identity mm. maybe they 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 vested so much um, I don't know energy energy into it that their gender is their identity yeah. nothing else yeah so they have to project that well, they have to pr- protect it yeah exactly they have to protect it yeah and I, I I think you touched on it perfectly you know a lot of people identify with things that are not them it's maybe part, an aspect of who you are at that moment right you know plenty of people that have uh, gender dysphoria people that have transitioned back to their original sex mm-hmm. you know so there's a lot of people out there that are just suffering from identity issues mm-hmm. and I think it's it's uh very much so the more people know about it the more people might want to gravitate to a community and what i mean by that is the more young people are aware of these things the more that they're pushed in the media the Mm -hmm. more you're going to find people that don't know their identity yet because let's just be honest kids and young teens do not have their identity formed so they're not sure and they're going to, just like experimenting with drugs or something, they're mm-hmm. going to experiment with their identity. Right. And they might go so far down that rabbit hole that it's hard for them to come out. And, you know, that's cognitive dissonance. It just hurts for you to acknowledge the reality so you don't. Right. Because you've already, you've already ventured so far down that you feel like uh, – maybe you feel like you'd be like a fraud. Right. Or, or that – you're just clinging on to it so much that this is me. How could anybody not accept me? Right. And it would hurt because it would mean that you're not accepted or that's the perception of it. You know, I could, I could see that being very difficult. Um, it's like you're a nutritionist. I'm, I'm a barber, mm-hmm. but I'm, but you and I individually are also way more than just that small itty bitty part of our lives well, we are so many other I wanna, things i want to stop you there all right <clears throat> i'm not an i am a nutritionist in the sense of that's what i do mm-hmm. but when we think of identity the way that i think of it is i'm not even this body i'm like a soul in this body. i'm i'm utilizing this body for this life mm-hmm. and so i can't really pin down an identity to anything in this world mm-hmm because it's so much more than that. You know, I could be like, oh, I'm Puerto Rican. Yeah, but like, I'm not just Puerto Rican. I'm like so many other things in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. I'm a mixture of cultures. I'm a mixture of, of you know, experiences. Puerto Rico might be where my heritage is from. Right. But that's not my identity. Especially if you're not, especially if you're not there, right? But, but some people, I think they identify a lot with things that are here, and that's where that's where a lot of our issues come as a human race, in my opinion. But, yeah, I'm sorry. Continue on your point. 
No, that's no, that was great because now I'm <laughs> now I'm thinking of something else. So like I'm so I would identify as a barber when I'm in the barber shop, right? But as soon as I when I go to the grocery store, I'm just a fucking guy that's <laughs> he needs some groceries, right? Right. It's all relative to to where you're where you're at and what you're doing. Where you're at. But if yeah. you carry, if you if you carry that one identity everywhere you go, right. Then that's all you'll ever be. Which, Dude, if you walked into the you know Wegmans up here and you were like a barber, you're passing by everybody like you need a cut, you need a cut, right. you need a cut. I can do that. Let me see these clippers. Like everything revolves around that. It'd be overwhelming. It it would be. Just imagine these kids that this is what they have to cling to. That's why you see all these videos with people. They're like, I'm a pansexual cis lesbian. Like, and they're just like a million different names for it. Right. Just love. Just love who you want to love. Just act how you want to act, and and just don't worry about anything else. Like people, people now, people care. People. How do I put this? Like people only only care in a negative way because you're putting it out there the way that you're putting it out there. Does that make sense? Like. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like you're. You're drawing negative attention to yourself because you're being so fucking ridiculous about it. Yeah, you're trying so hard to convince other people of who you are. Right. That A, you're probably not even convinced yourself. Right. Which is why you have to continue to put that out there. Um, and, and you're turning other people off. Yeah. That you're, you're making people want to not – people didn't care before. Right. And then now they, now they care, but they care in the sense that they're, like, annoyed that right. you're – I mean – I don't know. Yeah. I, I just I always tell people I don't care who the fuck you are. I also think that this movement is is hurting the dynamic, the family dynamic. And you said that one of the biggest things um, that stuck out to you about the Muslim culture is the family, the family mm -hmm. dynamic, and how important that was. You know, and I know that in a lot of their cultures, like their entire lineage lives in one house. Yeah. Right, so it's like their great grandma, grandma, mom, daughter, you know, whatever the case may be. It's it's the whole lineage in the house, and they right. all do everything together. Everybody like they take care of everybody. It's a beautiful thing, mm -hmm. you know. But when you go to the Western cultures, you don't see that. People are like kicking out their their you know right. parents and grandparents. <laughs> go live in a home. I don't want to be bothered by you. They put them in a home. Right. And, it, and it's crazy, so you know, but we have like this this deconstruction of the family over here. And I think a big part of it has to do with, I'll say it, this is an agenda and it's being pushed, mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I think that that's where the problem lies. Like, I don't think there's any problem with being gay or, or expressing your sexuality. If you want to go have sex with a tree, go have sex with a tree. Dude, I've done it probably twice. It's not was, that bad. Was it rough? Yeah. <laughs> it was a pine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but you know it, it really do what you want to do but the minute you start pushing your your beliefs on somebody else it's like anything else like just pedal that shit down the road man it, it doesn't right. matter what it is religion beliefs sexuality style whatever like yo whatever you feel comfortable with you should feel comfortable with that and i think right if you have a strong mental um you know resistance or just just a strong mental fortitude in general you don't care about mm -hmm. what people think you know so it doesn't matter to you if somebody perceives you a certain way right what's the um why do you think it is people uh 
there there's like this feeling of like i don't know what i've noticed with like let's say people that are like super vegan right i don't mm. have anything against people who are vegan i did it for you know whatever month but <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I had a preface with that but why does everybody else have to know about what you're doing and why does that have to it's almost like you need other people to validate what your decision is you just answered it like, right, if you want to be a vegan all right be a vegan but right. like then it then it becomes like oh well you should be a vegan too because these are the benefits to who right maybe it benefits you right it's not my benefit not everybody will benefit from a vegan diet right that's not yeah. everybody will benefit from any one thing what's the beauty of you know the diversity of the human race right and t and, and yeah. taking one fucking gummy bear is not going to change my life okay <laughs> It might in a good Sorry, way. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> no, I saw there, there are these <clears throat> these uh Instagram you know women that uh they got these like amazing good bodies which probably yeah. did not come from working out. It's probably just totally from you know not eating gummy bears. <laughs> but they're they're like pushing these products like keto friendly, yeah. uh, gluten free. You know, yeah. I just eat one pack of these a day and yeah. I look like this. I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You fucking don't. And I and I hate that because they make these videos that to yeah. other people come off as genuine. Yeah. And yeah. You know, it's really funny. I was thinking annoying. about that earlier today with like um, skincare products. Like, yeah. they get the people with the best skin to promote their shit. Right. And it's like, show before and after. Because if you came with like cystic acne and then you mm -hmm. got to this point, I'm a believer. I'm in. But like, you had clear skin before you did this. So. Right. Are you? Is it really working, or are you just peddling something? It, it, they're peddling something. Yeah. We are just we are consistently being sold to. Yeah. At every, the only reason that you and I are not getting sold to right now is because yeah. we're not looking at our phones. Right. But as soon as you pull up social media, yeah, all this stuff that we talked about, like those gummy bears, yeah. are probably for sale right now. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna pop up on your feed. It's gonna be like it's gonna pop. You up. want me? Gummy bears. Right. Healthy. Then, yeah. You just got to take one of these, yeah. and you're good. One yeah. a day. That's it. And you're healed. I just can't. It, it's false hope. It's not real. Right. It's not something that It's not something that somebody who is actually maybe struggling with losing weight or getting right. healthy or just needs some motivation. Right. You, who just happen to have a, be blessed with a decent-looking body when you put uh, yoga pants on, yeah. um, are giving false hope to somebody who, you know— really might have a problem or really wants to like change their life around yeah absolutely. And it's just you're, you're like making you know, people feel bad about themselves and being somebody that is a coach to people and you know talking about nutrition and, and, and fitness it's not never a one size fits all it's never like right like today i had a uh, a consultation with a client and her issue is that she has trouble sleeping mm -hmm. and you know we talk about things like melatonin different relaxing teas and shit uh you know ambient and lunestra and all these different things to uh help to sleep you know and I, and I tell her i'm like hey have you tried melatonin she's like i pop those things like skittles i take two grant two milligrams of melatonin i'm out i am done right her she can pop them all day long and nothing happens you know so it's not like 
one approach is going to to solve the problem for everybody and i i really dislike that approach too it's you know one of the things that we've gotten used to over here in western in the western uh, country is that we you know throw a quick fix at something right. and we expect it to stick with everyone right it's like oh well this worked for me it'll work for you no well my genetics are different i'm biologically different than you right my habits are different for you my my environment is different for you my stressors are different for me my sleep pattern everything is different for me right the the responses that, that my body has to certain things are much different right so like that's that's total bullshit and i feel you man it, it's being sold to all the time but i think that's also it, it puts people into a state of not knowing what is the right thing to do or not yeah you it's know? confusing because there's so many so many options and, and choices that's i think that's another like innate problem in, in our societies there's so many options mm. why can't there i was thinking the other day why can't there just be why can't there be a store where there's only like two options right you get this or that or, or just one option right and but you you go to a store and you're like all right all i need is some tortilla chips right all right you go to the store and there's like 20 different kinds of tortilla chips right. flavors shapes right and and it's like why are we so obsessed with having options we take that into our dating life mm. and who we sleep with we take that into that's our, a good point our food life we take that into um just in general we we want more things more mm. stuff and dude the other day i almost for whatever freaking reason i saw a a promotion on instagram for like a, a gold chain and it looked dope it was yeah. like a it was like a rope chain yeah and i've been obsessed with rope chains for the last three years and okay. I, just, I really want a nice expensive rope chain yeah and i said shop now because i wanted to look at it see what the deal was dude i almost impulsively bought a 200 dollars chain which probably isn't even real right but why right why did i want that why did i even consider it what is it going to do for you exactly nothing you know what? I, I find myself doing that all the time. I did that in the car just before I came in here. What were you about to buy? Shoes. What kind? They were, um, I forget what brand they were. But you know once you click on one ad, like a thousand different shoe ads pop up. So now my whole timeline is right. shoe ads. But I was just looking at them. I was like, oh, those are kind of dope. Maybe I should. Why am I going to do? Why am I going to buy this right now? What is this going to do? How is this going to better my life? And how is it going to get me to where I'm going? Right. Right. Is this going to get me to that goal? My 10-year goal. What is driving me to buy this shoe right now? You're being convinced that you need that shoe. Right. Right. For whatever reason. Mhm. Mm I got a closet full of shoes. That do the same thing. That do the same thing. They all you put them on your feet. You know, and, man, this is a topic that I, that I speak about often. It's like why do we do the shit we do? Right? Mhm. Mm why do we come to a job why do we have to work so damn hard to purchase a box that we're hardly ever at because we're working and That's then the point you know it's like why when we go on vacation do we care so much about the hotel right or we <laughs> or we do the things that we do when we're home on vacation too right right you know like i, I always found that interesting <laughs> right people go on vacation and they're like going to the club on vacation and i'm like you got the club here right what are you doing right why don't you do some shit that's only over there 
Right. You know? Go to the... Oh, I'm going to go to the beach and have a drink. You got the beach here. It's not the same beach, uh, granted. It is a better beach. It is a better beach. I and when you're on that. vacation, there's nothing better than getting fucked up. I mean, there is. A lot of things that are better. But depends on what we're, ta- what we're talking about. Are we drinking on vacation? Or are we, you know, doing ayahuasca on vacation? I mean, I've never done ayahuasca. Me neither. But I don't know. Uh, yeah. Part of me feels like I want to. Mm. But it's almost guaranteed that you're going to, like, shit yourself. Or, like... I just had a buddy that did it. Or, like, puke. Last weekend. <clears throat> Locally? Uh, In New York. Yeah. Are not, there not places that will guide you? Yes. To do In New York? Yes. Wow. I thought you had to go to Mexico. No. Not even lying. That's literally like the, the place I heard that <laughs> you have to go to Mexico. Uh, I've seen the place in um, Costa Rica. They have a nice retreat, but it's expensive and it's a far trip and you can do it in New York. Did he tell you what it costs locally? I think he paid 700 How many days is it? Two. Two days. You Two ceremonies. S- two ceremonies. You do it twice? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Shaman comes, everything. And the re- you know, the <clears throat> reason he didn't puke or shit his brains out is mm-hmm. because there's a very specific diet and uh, protocol that you have to follow for several weeks before you do it. Mm-hmm. No alcohol, no smoking, no sex. No Taco Bell. No Taco Bell. <clears throat> you come in there with a fresh gut of... <laughs> you might as well just hit sludge on the wall because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, man. I would do it, though. Did he have a a good experience? He said he was terrified, but now that he's done it, he would definitely do it again. Terrified of doing it or terrified in the moment? Both. He said that he was nervous going in and anxious going in, Mm -hmm. but that it was so intense as far as losing sense of reality and facing things that might not be... The things you, I mean, obviously you go in there with a purpose um, and an intention. But he said that, you know, it was it was very intense and he cried, he laughed. It was a roller coaster of emotions. A little bit of everything. Yeah. You do it, do you do it with a partner? Like, do you have someone that you pair up with or is it kind of like you do it in a group and then you, there's like a rule, isn't there? Like with interacting with people. I think the interaction between people that are doing it is very limited. But so what he did was there was a a room full of people and they all partook. Even the shaman partook, which was interesting. That's not normal, is it? I think, I don't know. I'm not sure. Just. I think it might be. Knowing how, how controlled and how caring they seem that their role is. Right. I couldn't imagine being having that demeanor being on ayahuasca honestly i couldn't tell you but it sounded like this person this guy the shaman had an incredible grip on control and reality through this cool maybe he only took half a dose or something like that just enough to kind of right get in the classroom right that's interesting i would do it though i would definitely yeah i got acid that's, I don't think I would ever do acid. Personally. Why? I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Uh, I haven't heard anything enough that would make me. Okay. 
it doesn't intrigue me, you know? Okay. It, it's like... But you've done mushrooms. Uh, I have done it, yeah, yeah. before. Okay. I, I just don't think... I think the idea that it lasts so long... Acid mm. seems like... Like, yeah, you need like 10 to 16 hours or something like that. I would say a little bit less. Like 6 to 10 hours? I think the longest <clears throat> I've ever tripped for, like, actually being in that state, mm. maybe like 6 hours. That's not ter- it's not terrible. It's not terrible. And honestly, it's an enjoyable 6 hours. Is acid? Yeah, acid is is like is like more it's like chemical it's man-made, right? Yeah. I think that's also another thing. I'm like, I don't know, man. I kind of like the idea of shrooms cuz shrooms are natural. Yeah, they're more naturally um, occurring. And I like the idea of that better than acid. Mm. I guess. I don't know. I can understand. I'm not like a <laughs> I don't know. I'm not like a snob when it comes to like drugs. Cause I don't really do that many. I don't really do drugs, but mm. um, I don't know. Yeah, anything man-made kind of scares the shit out of me. Mm. I remember when, when Molly, um, right after I graduated high school, I learned about Molly. I never mm. took it, mm. um, but I, I worked with a, a kid who took it often. And I think just meeting him made me realize, mm, I'm good. Because <laughs> people that take those drugs often – um, you can tell yeah. there's something different. Yeah. There's something very disconnected about those people. Okay. Um, yeah. So I don't, it turns me off cause I don't want to become and a different person. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I, you know, I've done Molly before. Uh, not my favorite drug, not my favorite drug. Um, I've done Molly before. I've done shrooms. I've done acid, weed. I think that's it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. I don't remember taking anything else. Um, I took Molly maybe two or three times. The first time was very interesting. I made uh, it was a it was a long time ago. I made uh, three beats in like an hour. Were they good? Yeah. Even after. Yeah. I just felt like I could do anything. Yeah. And then the next day, I felt like complete dog shit. Depressed, right? Yeah, it was like way too much happy hormone going on during it. And then I didn't have any more the next day. I didn't have any more happy hormone left in my body. Yeah. So I was just feeling like complete dog shit. And I have heard that about, yeah. about Molly. And I think I did it the second time to see if that was the case, mm-hmm. and it was. And I was like, "Yeah, not for me." Why do people like? Do you think the uh, I guess the 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 net benefit for people is is higher than the than that? I think it's escapism. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's worth it for people to escape reality in if their eyes, at least. Like I don't think to me, I don't think feel like it's worth it, but. I think in their eyes, it's it's beneficial for them to get away from their problems for however long. It's addicting in the moment, for sure. Yeah. When you're creeping up on that, you know, when you're having a good time, and you, I mean, I, I I've done it, man. Yeah. Like I've been just having a good time, and I'm like, dude, I don't really care what happens. Like, yeah. It's really it's an, it's uh it's kind of intoxicating, and and it's a good feeling, but then. The repercussions are, right. you know. Well, I think it touches back to freedom, right? You just want absolute freedom. That's what you want as a human being. Yeah. And you, then you, you feel like you get it sometimes. Yeah. And then 
reality kind of sets. I in. think that's why that feels good in that moment. You know, as you, mm-hmm. you, they say you throw all your inhibitions in the wind when you're like get drunk and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why that feels good is because you feel the most free, right? You feel free to do and say and be however. Mm-hmm. And I think even like with alcohol, it's like you can blame it on the alcohol, right? Not a plug for Jamie Foxx. Right. But it was a good song. It was a great song. It was a very good song. Well, it was for for a while, for a while. And then it got played out, man. They play overplayed that thing. Right. <laughs> like Boots with the Fur. Uh, Red Bottom. Uh, Flo Rida. Apple Bottom Jeans, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have a question about that song. Yeah. Um. Also, I need your opinion on I don't know how long we've been doing this for and how long we should re- – how long – It's almost 10. Which means – we should probably go for like another. Well, it's nine forty-two. Should we go for a little bit longer, or what do you feel like? I'm trying to think. Should we cut at ten or ten? We should cut it. Let's cut it at ten. Okay. Um, not for any specific reason, but just thinking about like I don't know. <laughs> We've been on it for a minute. Been on it for a minute. No, it's good though. Yeah. Um, I had heard that. I had heard that um, apple bottom jeans. Even though it sounds like T Pain, I heard it's not T Pain. I heard it was originally recorded with a different guy with Auto Tune, hmm. and that T Pain bought the song. I don't know if that's true. I can tell you that it certainly sounds like T Pain. It does. And I don't know. I've never heard anybody sound like T Pain. Right. It's I, very. I mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely possible. Maybe he bought the song and resang it. Which is which is something that happens more than not in the music yeah. industry. Yeah. Um Yeah, that was just something I thought of. I knew somebody who you know it's not like you you meet somebody who like says they have ties to mm-hmm. like, you know, somebody else. This guy said that he used to work with like part of the group that was like trying to push Flo Rida at the time mm. and that he through those experiences he obviously got to meet and like deal with certain people um, I guess Atlanta was a, a big hub for Flo Rida mm. like going back and forth and stuff this guy sure. said that he slept on his couch at some point in time when he was still trying to make it um, and I don't just immediately think everyone's full of shit so right, right. I was just like I don't know it's kind of a story I've always had in my head and you know if it makes me seem cool I'll put it out there <laughs> I met T Pain. Yeah. <laughs> or did you meet the other guy that sang that sounded like T Pain? Met the guy that looked like T Pain. <laughs> he's, I'm assuming he's as cool as he seems, right? He was really cool, man. He we, seems we really We were humble. shooting a, believe it or not, a commercial, um, and I was running sound for the commercial, and it was like an energy uh, commercial. It was talking about green energy, so he came through. We stayed in this really interesting house in Atlanta. Uh, we dubbed it the dog house because it was literally everything in the house referenced canines. Like there were dog statues. All the artwork was like traditional artwork, but with dogs instead. Like it, it was weird. It was like an obsession. There was it was a dog hotel as well in some part, um, where there was like little dog <clears throat> cottages for dogs to stay. There were no dogs at the time because we were renting the house, but um, it was very strange. Was it DMX's house? No, because he loves dogs. No, let's uh, let's give a moment of silence for the for the dog. 
but yeah, you know, so it, it was very strange. I have a picture somewhere of the of the of all of the crew sitting in the house. Uh, but cool guy, really cool guy. Mm-hmm. He came in. He had a rider, which is like you know the list of things that that people require to be there, right? Water, right. red skittles only. Uh, so his was like really healthy, like veggie platter and stuff like that, and all this good food, and then two bottles of Hennessy. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it was funny because we had our session, we were chilling, smoking, drinking, whatever the case may be, and um, at the end of the shoot, he's like, "Hey." I left you guys some some stuff in the kitchen. And we're like, sick. He probably left us like one of those bottles. He didn't. Right. He barely touched the bottle. Like, right. Like, I think he left some carrots. He he left like some carrots, some celery, some cherry tomatoes, and it was like a couple, a couple of pieces. And I walked in there and I was like, thanks, thanks, Payne. And he was like, yeah, no problem, guys. I'm out. And I was like. Wow. A shot, a cup, nothing. Let me buy you a drink. Yeah, I'm going to take all my drinks. <laughs> uh, but he was cool, dude. Super cool, dude. That's really funny. Yeah. We got to jam out a he little bit. That. There was a piano in the house. We played a little bit. and It was fun. Uh, super cool, dude. Super funny, dude, too. He seems like it. Yeah. He seems very humbled. And it also feels like, it also seems like, he was perceived as something for the longest time. Mm-hmm. So, like, when he came out, like, a couple years ago and did, like, that Tiny Desk concert mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where he's actually singing. Yeah. Why are we so amazed? Like, we should have known that, right? But we – He's an incredible artist. He's an incredible artist. Like, he produces, he sings, he songwrites, mm-hmm. and he's damn good at it. But nobody put him on that platform as that pedestal of, like, he's a – I don't know. He was just – he was good. His songs were good. They were catchy, but no one was like, yeah, he's a great singer. It was just – he never got that recognition. You know what? And somebody somewhere might, you know, have a different opinion. I don't think T-Pain is the – like a good – like the greatest vocalist. He's a good vocalist. I don't think he's the greatest vocalist, but I don't think that's his lane. I think he right. he can sing, and I think that he makes great – music but i don't think he's a vocalist he's not like competing with like a jasmine sullivan or like a you know somebody like that or right he's not like a he's he can carry a tune but he's not gonna uh carry an entire concert with his he's not gonna wow you with his vocal ability right you know and i think there are plenty of other people out there that will do that Mm -hmm. but i don't don't think he's gonna wow you it's kind of like rihanna right rihanna can sing and a lot of people hate on her and say oh she can't sing Mm -hmm. she can sing Try to sing her songs like her. It's not easy. Right. Right? I try it all the time in the right. shower. Umbrella. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, you know. She hold that note so long. But people hate because they don't understand what goes into it. Now, you being a musician, right. you know, you kind of know what goes into it. So you have that respect. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I want your two cents on, you know, why do you think, why do you think people dismiss artists or or maybe artists just don't catch on as strongly like why people don't like like t-pain for example what what like he was a big artist at one point but people loved him and then they like shit on him for whatever reason. was it was it the jay-z death of auto tune definitely not no 
No. Auto-tune got stronger after that. Right. Right. Like, yeah. almost by hating on auto-tune, auto-tune became – it became ingrained in rap culture. Yeah. It's – I mean, if you hear a, a, a new rap song on on the radio nowadays that doesn't have auto-tune, it's impressive. Yeah. And it sounds like something unique and different. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think – uh it could be right place, right time, as far yeah. as being discovered. Mm. I don't know why why people would just not like him. Um, or or maybe maybe how he originally came out and was was pushed by the industry mm. potentially, um, and then years later he comes out as like not being anything of what he maybe was talking about or something. I don't know. His real genuine self comes out and people are like. Oh, I don't like that guy. Mm. I mean, that's what the label saw too. The label's like, well, yeah, that we this guy's a good. He's got a good face for all this, and and he, you know, we just have to make him do this. Mm. You know, I don't know. It's hard, man. What did you find was <clears throat> the most difficult part of the music industry for you? Um, probably staying staying grounded and in. in and like being being yourself being genuine you know not making not making music for what other people want to hear hmm. um one of the things i i really dislike the most is when you would show somebody a new song that in your you know you put like 10 15 i mean this doesn't sound like a lot of hours because realistically hits are not made in five minutes mm-hmm. but i would at the time i'd put like maybe a whole day into a song um a bunch of rewrites remaking the beat, remixing, remastering, you know, hundreds of takes of the vocals just to get them how I wanted. And you'd show someone the song and they they would make a comment that would basically make you have to go back to the drawing board and like cut out a piece of vocals and completely change it. And I always hated that. Hmm. Um, I always hated that about it. But I guess if I could pick one thing I didn't like, I felt like I was always chasing after like wanting to be relevant mm. but i also wanted to be genuine as well okay that was really hard and then having to you know you'd have to yeah. play shows with people who are definitely not genuine yeah who are all about the lifestyle yeah and it's a big turnoff yeah you start to feel like is that what i need to do right because you get up there and you spit some real shit and you're putting everything into that performance and you have your you have your background the only vocals that you have playing over that song is the is the backing tracks right or, or the um, ad libs the ad libs like and stuff yeah and the next dude gets up and the whole song is playing right the, like the original and he's just kind of recorded on top of song that. yeah and he's just on top of it you can't hear them and people love it hmm. and that was a real soul crusher yeah so yeah, yeah I could dig it <laughs> that, that was you know probably the worst yeah we've been through. Uh, beat battles and song battles and I mean you name it and it's funny to see that you know like I'll just give you an example like the first the first uh, real beat battle that we were in we had like a rock like a rock hip hop type song Mm -hmm. we had like a pop type song we had a hip hop R&B type song like straddling that line and um, we were the only one with vocals on our joint. I had a hook, 
mm-hmm. had a you know completely fleshed out idea and uh you know not because it was us but just being uh, objective we had some of the best material of the night mm-hmm. the people that end up winning were the people with the loudest 808s the fastest hi-hats and just the beat knocked in the club speakers right not necessarily anything technically good or stylish stylistically good just the 808 hi-hats and a, and a slap and snare mm-hmm. and you know after we did a couple of those and we were just like what are we doing man like are we gonna are we gonna try to win this by you know conforming to this or are we just gonna stop doing it and right. we just quit doing it we just stopped doing it and i think that is one of the hardest parts as being an artist or a producer or anybody is like how do you stay true to what you why you got into this and also make things that people want to hear and that people are going to consume right you know like it's not about the money I mean, right. Well, if you're doing it for a career, it's definitely about the money. It's definitely about the money. That is the hardest part. Yeah. Because as, as, as soon as money becomes a main factor, yeah. that's when – that's really hard because yeah. then you're like – you know, when money is the motivator, then you do end up changing. Right. Because that seems to be what the, the answer is in certain situations. Right. Well, I guess I have to start making this type of music because right. apparently that's what's making money right now. I can't tell you how many times I've been in sessions showing artists incredible music. And they're like, you got anything like uh, ASAP Rocky? And I'm just like, so you want to sound like somebody else? Right. You want to do what's already been been being done, what's already been done? By the time you cut this and put it out, this whole phase is going to be over. So right, are you? You're gonna be late to the game, dude. Right, you've been chasing your you're tail. You're playing catch up at this point. Right, the people that really make waves in music are innovators and people that do things first. Yeah, and especially if you're nobody on the scene, like you, it might pay to just be that first person, that pioneer. You know. Right, and that's also tough too because you put a new sound out there and people are like, dude. I'm not saying that I, I invented this, but I, I was definitely early yes, yes, on. Yes, he is. <laughs> I was definitely early on with. At the time that I thought about this idea, nobody was doing it. Mm. But the, just the the, just the idea of, taking a song that I produced originally on my you know on through a program, okay, all electronic, and stripping it down and making it acoustic, mm-hmm. and basically playing like hip hop like alternative hip hop shows acoustic. Mm. Um, I love the idea of it because then I could take that to the streets and I could do busking, mm-hmm. and, which I did in Atlanta. Um, I could take, I could literally, I didn't need anything but a guitar mm. to to make it happen. And that to me, I thought I, I at the time I was like, man, this is just so awesome. I really what I wanted was someone who also thought it was awesome, who was really like better at guitar. That I could just take around with me and we could just right. fucking jam. Right. Um, but I thought I was like the innovator of that. And when I would tell people about it, it just wasn't as exciting to people. Yeah. And then it became huge. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like this alternative hip hop thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, kind of like like 21 Pilots. Okay. Um, I mean, their stuff is really unique and different. I bet you people thought they were fucking yeah. weird. 
these guys yeah. with, with the ski masks on and I think you know the, my uh, singing group uh, also had something like that we had our first album was called hip pop and we mixed like you know pop R&B and hip hop together it was like a mix up of like Backstreet Boys B2K and you know I, I don't know something LL. else <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's say for the time who was it I don't even remember who was a big rapper at that time. It doesn't matter. But, uh, you know, we had all those elements. Chingy. Chingy. Only one call away. Um, <laughs> great song. Uh, but, you know, we had we had that, too. We had that kind of innovation. And several years, even decades down the line, you have people that are pop artists and they're on hip-hop beats and hip-hop flows and doing that triple lit time and the right on pop songs and stuff like that. And you're just like... Okay, took a while to catch on, but right. it's here now, you know. So I, I totally understand that sentiment. But you know what? It's funny because some people say, "Don't be first. Don't do something first. Do it the best." Yeah, and that might be you know a little uh, lesson for us in this. Maybe that's why people dislike T Pain. Maybe because he he didn't invent auto tune. No. Well. Okay, oh shit. Now I'm thinking back. He didn't invent autotune, so maybe he didn't do it first. He, what he did the best. He did it the best. What he did. Yeah. I rest my case with that. Yeah. Is that it? Do you want it to be it? I think it's a good place to end it. I think that's good. I'm also curious as to if this whole thing was being recorded. Imagine we just recorded nothing. <laughs> we just sat here talk for like forever. I, I know it was recording. Uh, yeah. I just I was like I was like man it's been like four hours, <laughs> and this has been in the cut with Nick and Kev, Kevin Nick, Kevin Nick. Yo, there you go in the cut with Nick and Kev, Kevin Nick. We sh- we should make it like uh, what are those things called a palindrome? What is that? It's where it's spelled the same way forward and backwards. Can we do that? No, I don't think we can. Someone can do it. No, somebody will do it. I'll work on it. But next time, next time we have a really great show for you that we're not sure what we're gonna talk about, but. We're, we're gonna have to figure <laughs> figure that out. Yeah, maybe we'll have cool. like three or four topics, and we'll go off of those. Yeah, I'm really glad that you had topics though, because I think that helped cool. quite a bit. I got a, a bunch more in here, so we can you know talk about these or yeah. not. Mull them over. Let's mull them over for next time. Let's mull them. Yeah, I like mulling. Thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed the very very first episode. If you're not watching and you're listening, I give you a ton of credit. Um, yeah, That's... put those headphones in and just listen while you're. This is a long episode. Cutting the lawn. Yeah, this is this is long. Is this going to be our typical length? <clears throat> Probably not. Okay. But it could be. It could be. It could be. Kind of, I guess you got to feel it out. Maybe we do, like, if we're going to get together on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do, like, two hours, but two different episodes. Oh, that's not a terrible idea. Do we do a change of clothes? I was thinking we have to. Welcome, Welcome to back. episode two. <laughs> we didn't move, but we're... Are they wearing the same shit? We just yeah. switch our hoodies and that's it. We swap them? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what the... F- I know we look similar, but we're different. We'll change seats. Yeah. Every... We just change entire outfits. You wear my outfit, I wear yours, and we change seats. That's a great idea. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching. All right. Uh subscribe there's no even fucking channel we gotta add a channel. a channel 
Thank you to our sponsors. I'm just manifesting at this point. Right. Thank you to, thank you to Tesla. Uh, really appreciate the free car. Thank you, Bitcoin. Yeah, thank you, Bitcoin. Um, Elon Musk, or should I just say Elon, first name basis. Yeah. Uh, really appreciate your your uh, kind words that you said in person Yeah. when we went out to eat. I'm not with your uh, transhumanist movement, but you're cool. You're all right. You get the pass. I don't know about your baby mama, though. She's kind of crazy. She kind of crazy. Anyway, guys, thanks for watching. We're out. <laughs>